COVID-19 originated in animals sold in a so-called wet market in China. Welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Conversation. This has become my my favorite little time to spend I uh, love it. Saturdays with you. I always look look forward to the comments in this section. We've covered everything from from Nephilim yep. to, to uh, Hollywood, Hollywood's connection to D.C. and the fact that everything you see on the screen is influenced in one way or another by the CIA and the FBI with with Sean Stone, the son of Oliver Stone, yep. uh, cos- cosmology, the Earth, the spin space. We've covered you know quite a few topics. We got more coming with uh, 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 chemtrails and 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 you name it. Uh, we, we covered the rapture. Yes, it, you know is what the what, you know. Maybe what happened in 70 AD and Matthew 24. Just if you've not if you've not seen some of these and you're just kind of interested in stuff that a lot of people don't get into, our requirement is that we uh, get somebody that's probably written a book, spend maybe 10,000 plus hours on a topic, the world renowned expert on a subject, and then we just bring them on and say, "Man, hey, we're open." And here's and typically I'm not invited. This is your but second t- one today. I I know I feel honored. Yeah, we you're on with Harold Eberly. I was yeah. Talk about, talk about victorious eschatology. That was yep. a lot of fun and needed my sidekick today because we're getting into into demons and the demonic and and uh, their role in today is it real Are they true you know you've seen the exorcist and you got the devil walking around in a pitchfork red mm-hmm. costume kind of stuff and it's kind of a cartoonization of things but are they are they really real mm-hmm. is there really an unseen realm that could have an influence on the things around us or maybe even you Personally, we're going to do a deep dive on that. And the, the example I always give, and if you hope you're open-minded, because people kind of walk around life thinking Rubik's Cubes are red. And they kind of got it figured out. And their parents told them Rubik's Cubes are red. And they've not really thought about it a whole lot. And some people even have been around a little bit. And they're like, their Rubik's Cubes are, are, are red and green. And they kind of got it figured mm-hmm. out. But the goal of this show is to, is to, is to bring somebody on that, that, that can kind of maybe stretch your mind a little bit. You can see something in a way you never saw before. And they just kind of rotate this another one. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, Rubik's Cubes. Yep are also yellow. I had no idea. Now I got it figured out. They're, they're uh, red, green, and yellow. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, also, I, I want to take a second because Dad's Day is coming up here very soon. In fact, I don't, I don't want you guys to miss it. It's June the 18th, a very important day to celebrate our dads. Dads are important. They are. In fact, I don't know if David has told you before or not, but in 2006, he actually won Dad yes. of the Year. He got a trophy. Back in 2006. I do, I do keep it. I was the number one dad in the world uh, yep. that year. I wasn't, there were some injuries and some things. I wasn't able to maintain that level of excellence. I was never able to go back to back Super Bowl <laughs> champions. And it was just a, it's better to be a one hit wonder than a no, no hit wonder. But I was able to, to do it at that year. But you know, the, the, the demands of performing at that level, yep. it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to maintain uh, the physical, mental, and emotional strains of that. But I did do it. Yes. And uh, um, I tell you this, dads are important. Ask anybody that's not had one. And uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And I'll tell you what, if your dad even shows up, if he's doing the best he can, mm-hmm. he's like just trying. He's like maybe 80% like, oh, man, I could, this guy, you know, uh, but but he shows up. If there's something good, he keeps his garage really clean. You know, he's always there. He can barbecue. He does, there's, there's something good about your dad that I say this holiday is a time to kind of celebrate it. And, and uh, maybe. And some- I have an idea. If you're thinking, what do I get my dad? Well, a great way to support 
patriots like Mike Lindell, as well as the Flyover Conservatives, is to actually go to MyPillow.com. When you use promo code FLYOVER, you get up to 66% off. It's an incredible deal that you get when you go there. It helps Mike, it helps us, it helps you, and it helps your dad. They got all kinds of cool things. I wanted to highlight a few items here. The Roll and Go Anywhere MyPillows are pretty darn sweet. And they they actually have flags and all kinds of cool stuff. But they're the actual MyPillow but a smaller version of it. You throw them in the washer, clean Yeah, them. and my son Colton, he actually puts it on his um, on his sofa, and when they're watching movies or whatever, he'll lay on them, and they are really cool, and they look really nice. So that is a really great present. Another thing I wanted to highlight, because they're my very favorite thing, are the slippers. The slippers right now are $25. Yeah. So you're going to look like a hero, because <laughs> typically they're $149, and right now they're $25 with the promo code. And they have amazing slippers. They're my very favorite mm-hmm. thing, and it's a great way of showing your dad how much you love him. If he's kind of grouchy, maybe his feet hurt. So this is a great yeah. gift to get him. Maybe maybe he could be the number one dad uh, yes. in, in the world if his feet felt a little better and you got him, <laughs> got him some slippers. Maybe you need to like prophetically do this in advance and he'll become the dad that you've always wanted, but you can't beat it for 25 bucks. That is such a great deal. Again, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code FLYOVER, get those great deals and up to 66% off on other things we didn't cover. So we, we're excited to jump into today's content. I had a conversation, you guys remember, we, we did a deep dive on, on Nephilim, uh, Genesis chapter 6 stuff, giants, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation. With with Trey Smith. Um, it's one of our, our our favorite shows that we've ever done. You can go back on, on rumble.com or you go to the flyoverapp.com and download it. All the conspiracy conversations mm-hmm. are there. But but uh, Trey brought my attention uh to, a, to an individual that helped walk him through deliverance. Mm. And I was like, deliverance? Have you seen the movie Deliverance? You know, what does the word deliverance mean to you? And he goes, he goes, I was struggling with things and this got me cleaned up and it changed the trajectory of my life. Uh, today's guest, this individual has done the same thing for Pastor Greg Locke, who's been a, a, a guest on this show in, in the past and helped change the trajectory of his ministry mm-hmm. into a deliverance ministry. Now had a movie come out called, called Come Out in Jesus' Name. We've had Greg on and uh, Alexander Pagani and, yep. and uh, many of the cast of, of that show. But God is doing a really interesting work in the body of Christ and in the world at large. And uh, I have more questions than answers on this subject personally. And uh, we have the guy that has done the work in private to be able to share this in public. We're so excited for you to hear today from uh, pastor of University Parkway Church in Aiken, Georgia. He also has a radio station, 99.9 WUCC, broadcasting to over one and a half million wow. people in, in South Carolina. And uh, uh, the guy you'd want to talk to on the subject of deliverance, Mr. Henry Schaefer. Yay! All right. Yay! And I didn't mention he's a patriot. He is a patriot. He's got the patriot gear and everything on. I am a patriot. Thank you so much for having me. We're oh. so excited. We cannot wait for this show. We've been really looking forward to it. I'm excited about being on here, and and uh, I want to uh, say thank you so much for having me on here and all those who are listening and all those uh different um, patriots who are out there. I say, thank you, Jesus. We need more of you so we can turn our country around for Jesus. Amen. I, I think more than anything else we've covered, today's subject matter is is relevant and, and if not at least interesting 
to everybody. Mm-hmm. If you've never crossed the threshold of a church in your life, if you got your own church story, I grew up, my family's Catholic, I didn't like them or that, or, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever your story is, if you've been a part of the church your entire life, or you've seen the movie The Exorcist, or, you know, what, wherever you come into this space, we have stories that are going to be relevant to you. I've been listening to Henry for a while now, and, 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 uh, I, there's so many things I want to get out of him. I don't know if we can do it all in one show. I wish I could just grind him up into like a powder and just take him like a pill and just download it somehow. Like I don't the, know if you could handle like it. Like the Matrix that downloads, put a plug in the back of my head and I could just learn everything that, he, that he's gone through. But but right out of the gate, I just want to start with this question because everybody is probably coming into this one with, with, with a wagon behind them of their own experiences mm-hmm. and movies and flannel graphs and Sunday school and whatever, whatever, all the stuff that, that they've gone through and seen in their life. Is there truly such things as, as demons? What's the difference between a demon and a ghost? Are these things real? And are there beings around us as humans that we can't see that have an influence on the, the happenings of our world and can they actually um, control us in one way or another? Let's just start right out of the gate. Are these things even real? And do they play a role? Or is it just Hollywood? Is it something to scare you? Is it make-believe? Is it just church fiction? Are demons real? So the short answer to that, yes, demons are real. And I thank you for the question. So let me just take that. They are real. They are spirit beings. That are around us. Jesus, when he came, he parted the veil uh, over the supernatural, and he showed us that uh, he had gained mastery over demonic spirits and that demons would manifest wherever he went at. There's many theories, and when I say the word theories of where do demons come from, because the scriptures did not say where do they come from. They just show us and reveal to us that they are there. So there are many people who have um, studied the history of demons or the, you know, where do they come from? And what happened to me many years ago when deliverance came to fullness at our church in 2015, that I started on a search myself because I didn't have anybody really to help me. Mm -hmm. And that's where I came across the Internet and I was searching out the origin of demons. And that's where I came across um, Trey Smith's video of the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. And once I started listening to that, I said, here's the answer. And this man, God used him through his uh, insight of Genesis six, the giants and all of those to put together a a stick man, a kind of like an outline of understanding where the demons come from. And uh, with that being said uh, of that, then I started really studying where do demons come from? And if one thing is that, What's their mission? Mm -hmm. If you can know where they come from and what is their mission, then that would teach me or allow me to understand how to fight them better. Mm -hmm. So there are real briefly, there are uh, there are theologians. Uh, You may have heard of of, of people like uh, Derek Prince. I don't know if you ever heard that name before. Derek Prince. Um, You're going to hear a man by the name of Dake, uh, J. Phineas Dake. He wrote his own Bible. And this man, these people are scholars. This man, J. Phineas Dake, rented a place up in uh, Chicago when he was alive, put the Bible on his lap, and he would start quoting the entire New Testament. Wow. He would, te- he would teach on Sunday nights, uh, and he would start in the book of Revelation, and he would 
quote the book of Revelation. And many people will say, well, you don't believe that I'm doing this, uh, you know, quoting. He said, I will uh, give you the punctuation. Mm -hmm. And he would quote and give the punctuation of the scriptures, the sentence structure that he had there. So what I'm saying is that these people are theologians, wrote his own Bible, uh, the date Bible. And then you're going to find there's people like Benny Hinn Mm -hmm. and uh, many, many others have studied this this theory of where do demons come from. So one of those theories that many of these believe in, that there was a creation before Adam, and that is when Lucifer was over that creation, and that what happened is that when Lucifer fell, God destroyed, kicked Lucifer out of heaven, destroyed that creation mm-hmm. on this earth. Every being that died became a spirit being, which would be a demon. And then there would be a part of Genesis where you will see in Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, many people believe that there was a gap from that first creation. And then that after that, then God created this creation. And then that's where you find out, um, you know, the Nephilims, the giants that would happen in Genesis 6. Mm -hmm. So that is one theory. And I'll say it's just a theory. The other part is that, of of course, you heard Trey Smith talk about the giants where the sons of God, the angels came down to the daughters of men and uh, in Genesis six, and they had offspring. Now understand that an angel came down, had sex with a woman. The offspring would be a giant uh, or a Nephilim. Now here's the problem with that is that half human, half angel, God will uh, fallen angel. God would not redeem. No being is redeemable. Uh, Fallen angels are not redeemable. Mm -hmm. So even their offspring, which would have been a giant, which we had a spirit being that when they died, those became demons. So that's that's the uh, the second theory. The, the, the ongoing, theory. The, 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 uh, hang on that one for just a second. So the, the okay. spirit of that being is what then continued and lives exactly. on. That are demons exactly. because this. there's no place to go. They can't go to heaven and they right, have to wait until. Well, not redeemable. Waiting for right. judgment. Mm-hmm. No, see I, what I mean? It's a, yep. C, a C.S. Lewis quote, and I've kind of dig into this a lot, but this idea that I am a spirit that has a body. And, you know, right. you can you could cut off my arms and my legs. I'm still me. I'm not you know, I could gain 100 pounds, lose 100 pounds. That's right. Th- none of that is me. This is going to eventually go away. The The eternal part of me is is my my spirit. There's another part of me. Um, See, so with with these beings that you're talking about there, those beings had a spirit. But when the body went away, the spirit is still here, well, but is, is, is mm-hmm. in, in longing for a right, body. For a body. Exactly. Because I encounter this. I've got, you know, a cup here I can touch. I could drink it. I, you know, everything that I would experience and would want and get hungry for and desire, they would still have that same thing, but without a body to encounter this realm. Is that exactly. kind of what you're That's saying? Correct. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exactly it. So, so they believe that those, the spirit beings, you know, like of a giant or the, the, the union between a man, I mean, a, a fallen angel and a woman, the female, when they had a baby, that it would, it would be a giant. And, and, and I'm talking about a huge giant. It's not just men of renown. I'm talking right. about giants mm-hmm. on that side of the flood. I mean, you know, and if you'll look, many people have found the elongated skulls. They have found the giant bones. I mean, they are, mm-hmm. they exist. Mm-hmm. The Smithsonian Institute, though, once you find one, they gather it up and they hide it because if the Smithsonian Institute ever 
said, hey, giants are real, it would um, verify the Bible. It would corroborate the Bible. And, you know, so that they're going to hide all of that information. So that would be the second the okay. second theory. The third theory is that and many people say that fallen angels are demons when they were cast out of heaven, that they took on their nefarious role of getting in people's bodies, living out their lives through a body. And now I personally don't believe that a fallen angel is a demon because a fallen angel is a celestial being mm-hmm. and it doesn't want to get in your body to do whatever it wants to do. It can do whatever it wants to do in this body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so those are the three different theories. The main thing is, is that I had to study these because I had to have, be able to hang my hat on some of these theories to be able to understand where do they come from mm-hmm. and what is their mission. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what their mission is, their mission is to, uh, their, the mission is twofold. The first mission is to keep you from knowing God, keep you from ever receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and repenting and receiving the sacrifice that Christ provided for us for our sins. If they fail in that mission, they resort, they resort to the second mission. And that mission is to keep you f- from fulfilling your destiny mm. in Christ. And that would be like if you are a Christian and that you are battling, say, pornography, that they that spirit wants to use pornography to be a hindrance to you in fulfilling your mission. It can be anger. It can be lust. Whatever it is, this spirit is set. These spirits are set there to stop you from fulfilling your destiny in God. So that is how important it is mm-hmm. that once you get saved, you become a Christian to go ahead and go through deliverance to get these spirits out that is going to try to stop you from fulfilling your mission in life. Okay. And that's what, go, go ahead, ahead. Mel. No, go ahead. Well, that's the mission of deliverance uh, in the church is what God gave to the church. See, Jesus, when he came, he purchased your salvation with his blood and his atoning sacrifice. That's something that you could not do, mm-hmm. but he could purchase our salvation. But in his in salvation is the whole redemption of man, uh, body, soul, spirit, uh, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually. All of this have you been redeemed through him and he purchased your salvation of what you could not do. Once he gained mastery over the devil and what the death through the temptations in the wilderness and he over he defeated Satan all the way through his life and lived a sinless life uh, th- uh, throughout until his death, his atoning death. You understand that what he did, then he gave the ministry of deliverance to his church. Mm-hmm. See, he gained the mastery and he gave that mission to the church. This is what the church is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We can't redeem ourselves. Jesus did that. And then he gives the ministry of deliverance to his church. And he says in, in, in Mark 16 about how we're supposed to go out and cast yeah. out demons and, mm-hmm. and all of these it. things and set mm-hmm. captives free. It's yep. pretty simple, really, when you look at it. So question for you, you're talking about the first thing is for you not to be able to get saved. Um, and then the second thing is to keep you from your destiny. So it sounds like maybe a demon actually comes in before a person is saved. Um, exactly. Can a demon actually uh, come in after a person is saved? So can somebody become actually demon possessed once saved? And is it possessed or is it oppressed? And what's the difference yeah. between the two? We already, we already got more questions than we did before the show started. Yeah. So, so. No, that, no, that's good. That's good. Okay. So let's do this here. Let's first of all, talk about uh, this, the person themselves uh, about possession and oppression. 
So uh, I'm, the short answer I would say is that is that you can you can own a house. Just say you have a house, and that house has cockroaches in it. Okay. And when you sell that house, or the owner buys that house and purchases it, does not mean the cockroaches leave. Right. Just because your house changed ownership does not mean everything left. Mm-hmm. When you change owner, when you were purchased, when you was under the hand of the enemy, just because Jesus bought you and purchased you does not mean. All of that stuff cleared up right away. Mm-hmm. And you as well know that exactly what I'm talking about is that. So that's the same simple concept as that. But now let's talk about how does that play out in a Christian's life? So the scripture tells us that we are a tripartite being. It's called we have a body, soul and a spirit, body, soul, spirit. Mm-hmm. And then let's take that example and use it from the Old Testament. When the scripture tells us in the New Testament that we are the body of the temple, our body is the temple of the Lord, that we are just like that. If you look at the Old Testament and there was a temple that was there or the tabernacle, that there was an outer court, an inner court and a most holy place. Mm -hmm. The outer court was where anybody could go. The inner court was only priests could go. And the most holy place where the Ark of the Covenant was at, that's where the high priest was able only to go one time a year. That's where the presence of God dwelt. Mm -hmm. So in the New Testament, you're going to see Jesus when he comes to the uh, temple. He goes to the outer court and he runs the money changers and the thieves out. He goes to the inner court to where that's where all the priests at. They were corrupt. But in the most holy place, he didn't have to go in there. That was the presence of God. Mm -hmm. That was your spirit. That's where the spirit man is. So you are the same way. You have a body. You have a mind, will, and emotion. And you have a spirit man. See, Ephesians 2 tells us that before we are saved, that our spirit is dead and darkened. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in times past, we walked according to the course of this world according to the prince, the power of the air. So that's how you were before salvation. Then all of a sudden, one day you knelt down and say, Lord, I asked you to forgive me of my sins, and I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Immediately, your spirit man goes from dark to light, and the Holy Spirit owns that spirit man now. But your mind, will, and emotions, and your body still has to be be renewed Mm -hmm. and has to go through the process of getting all that stuff out. That's in a person. Let's say it real simple like this. Before you were saved, that many people were uh, angry Christian. They were the angry people in the world, angry and, and a spirit of anger control them. Okay. All of a sudden, God works on the heart and the life. They go to church, they get saved and they come up from the altar and they say, Lord, I thank you for saving me and go home and could be and go to work. And all of a sudden, something set them off and still be one of the most angriest person that they've ever had. Okay. See, the thing is, just because you get saved does not mean that spirit of anger leaves. Mm-hmm. And what deliverance does is you recognize that there is an area in my life that is not totally submitted to the Lord that I am not in fully control of and I need help. And that's what deliverance does. Deliverance goes in there pulls that, uh, cast out that spirit of anger. So now that the fruit of the spirit can be love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And against such, there is no law. Mm -hmm. So that's the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of an, of a spirit of anger is right in the midst of wanting to live that holy, righteous life. All of a sudden, something that sets you off and that spirit comes up and that person will say, that wasn't me. I don't know why I keep doing that. 
that's where, so that is not possession. That is oppression. Mm-hmm. See, possess, okay. see the spirit man, the spirit man, body, soul, spirit. See, in where, where Jesus, where the Holy Spirit is at, he owns you, not the devil. Mm-hmm. That's ownership. But there are other areas of your life that needs to be set free. There's people who get, becomes a Christian. They had pornography before they battled it. They become a Christian and they still battle pornography. Let me tell you how I know, because I take pastors through deliverance all the time. Mm -hmm. And many of them battle this area. It's not that they're not saved. It's an area of their life that's not totally submitted to the Lord. And they need to be set free from this demonic spirit. And many of them, when we take them through deliverance, well, they cut that thing comes out of them. And then they're able to resist the devil. So you cannot resist what's in you. You can only resist the devil when he's out. Ooh. See, the Bible works. The Bible, yeah. the Bible works. Mm-hmm. The Bible works. It will work. And, they, and everybody says, why doesn't it work for me? Well, let's do it. Let's do it the Bible way. Let's get saved. Let's go through deliverance. Let's take this process of working through those areas of a life, making sure that there's nothing there. And now we're going to fill it up with good stuff. So when that spirit of pornography or anger tries to come back, you can resist it. If he's in you, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about possession. I'm talking about, see, Christ owns you, Mm -hmm. but there is an invader. There's a trespasser. He's not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And when you get that thing, if he's in there, you know, in your mind, will, and emotions, all you can do is push it down. Mm -hmm. But if you go through deliverance, you can keep it out. That's the difference in this. Does that make sense? It it does. So let's drill into something you said there a moment, because I have it down as one of my questions. You know, we, we, we all have free will. God gives us free will. And there's the expression, well, the devil made me do that. Um, let's, and I got a little drawing here, you know, the, the body, soul, spirit, you know, and these, these three right. little circles that are beside each other. Say somebody gets saved and they're a smoker. They're addicted to nicotine. You yeah. know, I've heard, I've heard of people and it's, it's kind of rare, but I know, I know people that, that when they, they went forward, they gave their life to Christ. Like the, the desire for that just went away. Exactly. But also, I know a lot, a lot more, more common is, you know what, someone may choose to stop smoking, but the desire was still there. Like exactly. their, 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 their flesh still craves that, you yeah. know, it's like, it, you know, you, you, and so, so uh, where in that process does free will and, and then the ability for God to influence Holy Spirit to have mm-hmm. influence and, and a, a demonic presence to influence, okay. you know, somebody that's still, they, they've, they've got their, their house has been purchased. The title indeed belongs to the Lord, but, their flesh is still like, man, I still want to smoke or man, I still want alcohol. I still want things that are, that are there. It's, it's a literal chemical addiction. They were on cocaine, you know, these kind exactly. of things that makes them operate outside of what they would otherwise want. That's kind of yeah, a loaded so, question with probably two or three no, different no, no, that's, aspects it's, to it's it. It's a but. good question. It's mm-hmm. a good question because uh, I'll give you an example. I'll, you know, it's our, deli- your deliverance is your testimony. And, with these with these type things. So mine is this, is that when I got saved, I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day, every day, every day. Wow. And I tried to quit and I couldn't quit. This was in my 30s and I couldn't quit. Mm. I tried and tried. But my voice was almost gone. But when the Lord, if you heard that video, you know, the one we're talking about with my testimony and all, you'll hear it is that uh, once I gave my heart life to the Lord and I and I surrendered and submitted. My will, if the Lord, I'm going to do whatever you call me to do. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. When I got it from the altar, I never wanted a cigarette ever. Wow. 
I never, I never was tempted. It was as if my lungs, I had never smoked. Never. Now, so that ex- answers exactly what you said. But let me tell you what I didn't get set free from. Is this crazy? I did not get set free from a spirit called suicide. Mm. I battled suicide all my life. Wow. And I'm talking about, I have, I have a lot of firearms, uh, an avid hunter, bow hunt, got firearms. I mean, listen, I tell people, probably got two or three of them on me now. Mm-hmm. That's, but I'm just letting, <laughs> but I'm just letting you know that I'm, I'm not just trying to say this. I'm going, so I was always around them and I always had this voice talking to me about taking a gun and shooting yourself, killing yourself to shoot yourself, kill yourself, suicide. And it was not until you got to think from, I mean, I grew up like this. I was say, did that go back like childhood? How, how early did did you have that first thought? I'm I'm, going to tell you. And then what happened is that in 2015, when deliverance started at our church, I started taking people through deliverance and guess what many of them had suicide. Suicide. And I started calling this spirit of suicide. These are Christian people. It started coming out of them. And it came out of them. And I, I, one day I put my big boy pants on and I said, you know, this is what I'm battling. Mm. And I went and got prayer from a deliverance minister myself that I knew. And sure enough, that spirit of suicide came up and it came out of me, coughed that thing up and it came out. And I don't battle suicide no more at all. Zero. Wow. Set, I am set free from suicide. But now, so I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, how did I pick this thing up? And just that quick. I was like 12 years old. Mm. He showed me and my uncle killed himself in Tennessee with a sawed off 22 rifle. Mm. And they uh, we went to this funeral and we were staying in the house where he had killed himself. And they said, this is your room where uh, your uncle killed himself. And right then when I walked in that room, generational from my uncle to me, spirit of suicide. And I carried that thing all the way through. So the thing is, I was set free from an addiction never got free from suicide. Mm-hmm. So you see your, your deliverance is going to be progressive. And as God starts to reveal more things in your life, Hey, this is an area that I'm battling. And you know, you may tell you how I battled it. I always said, get out of my mind in the name of Jesus. You know, you can't have mm-hmm. me. Cause I just figured it was a demon, a spirit just trying to talk just to me. Kind of, kind of coming by or something. All just, the you time. Know, yeah. Planting it, a little seed. And, th- and that's how, you know, whether or not you have it or it, if it is an, a temptation from the outside, mm. temptation from the outside, you can resist and it will be, uh, you know, not as frequent as you have this thing and it's talking to you mm-hmm. and it's trying to make you uh, kill yourself or you like you were saying a uh, smoke mm-hmm. or uh, take drugs or do pornography. Mm-hmm. You see. A person who is has a propensity towards pornography, just say that has come into them because they opened the door up when they were young. And then all of a sudden they become a Christian and they still battle that pornography all the way through. They hear a message like this, like I'm telling you, they'll say, I'm the one I'm going to use the I've got suicide myself. Or they'll say, I'm battling pornography myself. I need help mm-hmm. and they can get free from it. Then what happens once they get free from it, it will not be a constant nagging thing. And the nagging for them is like every month, month and a half, two months, this spirit is going to feed. It's a demonic spirit. It will feed and it will use the pornography to feed the fleshly desires so it can do whatever it's going to do sexually. Mm-hmm. So that's how this thing works. And uh, but you can be free from it. I hope I answered your question. 
You, you yeah, did. Well, that, let me really let me ask this in another way here on, on this with the with the thoughts, because a lot of people will struggle like, is that me or is that something else? Uh, there's a pastor, uh, Chris Valentin, uh, that we were connected with, went to ministry school at Bethel Church in Reading. And uh, he shared something in a sermon one day. He said for years, for years and years, he would have this thought coming. I'd be driving down the road and this thought would just come in like, I wonder what it would be like. I should just swerve my car in the other lane in front of the semi and just in my life. Like yeah. I, he could be singing a worship mm-hmm. song, just going down the road. It wouldn't matter thinking about his kids thinking and all of a sudden it's like, I should just do this. He shared that. I think he was like in another country. Yep. Might've been, he was. I don't remember where, maybe Eastern Europe, somewhere mm-hmm. he was. And, and, and he just, he, they felt compelled in this sermon. Is anyone else that ever struggled with that thought, had that thought? Let's, let's, let's pray for this thing right now. It was like, yeah. there were so yeah. many people that raised their hand across the room. Yeah. And, and they said, all thought they were the only one. Cause that's a crazy thought. Yeah. And so you Let think, me- who would ever have that? So that's like something outside of, of of you, not your voice, where maybe something that your flesh struggles with, like, man, I could go for a cigarette. Man, I'm yeah. so stressed so, out. My boss is killing me. I could go. Right. That's your 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 actual your 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 flesh, your actual body chemically wanting that chemical versus right. a thing in you that says, Hey, see your see your body will detox. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See, your body will detox from the nicotine or the the poisons that are there. And then that craving for that of that body will be stifled. It won't want it anymore. But that is the period where people, many people fail because they do not crucify the flesh. Mm-hmm. And you, you see, so you got to real, here, here's the thing is I pastor and I've seen so many people and so many ministries tell them just crucify the flesh, crucify the flesh crucify the flesh and they fail. Mm -hmm. And the reason they fail, let's do it this way here, because just say that they are addicted to uh, marijuana or a cigarette, nicotine or whatever, what have you. And, and, and doctors, by the way, say that nicotine is more addictive than cocaine. Just letting you know that. Hmm. So that, so that's how addictive cocaine, uh, nicotine is. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when that spirit, when the person and the body, here's what happens. The body craves the nicotine. The spirit comes in as well, because guess what it wants? It wants to use your body to take in that nicotine. It Mm. likes to smoke, too. So it uses your it uses your body to do what it wants to do. So what happens? A person gets saved and they become a Christian and they'll say, crucify the flesh, crucify the flesh. And all along, they're trying to crucify the flesh and they fail because they don't get rid of the spirit. Mm -hmm. If you take if you go through deliverance, get rid of the demon, then they can crucify that flesh and let the body detox. Mm -hmm. But as long as the spirit is in there, that's how that's how this thing works. Now, the thing is, is that I deal with a lot of people and I help them through that process of getting the spirit out. And now let's work on crucifying the flesh. Most churches now, they say a Christian can't have a spirit. That's why our churches fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being and yet, able to walk in the purity of life that they should be able to walk. And, and, the, and the fruit of, of people in the church, divorce rates, whatever you want to have, whatever metric you want, are not much different than the than, world, than the world outside mm-hmm. the church. Or dealing They're with the, pornography or any of those or, things. It's just not talked about in the church. And I guarantee there's somebody watching this right now and they have a coffee shop in their church. They probably sell mugs like, hey, don't talk to me before I have my coffee in the morning or something like that. Yeah. And it's like Christians have this thing of like, oh, you don't want to deal with, with Karen at work. Uh, she hadn't had her coffee. She'll bite your head off, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And it's like, man, she's, That's a she's, spirit. Spirit, she's a spirit filled Christian. Yeah. She goes mm-hmm. to this church, but she can't be nice until she's had her coffee. That's not That's walking in, in much right. authority and mm-hmm. strength, but it's, it's I, still, 
like what you're saying there, but the flesh and there's still something that uses that as a, as a, as a lever to, to move you forward in mm-hmm. anger. I want to, I want to share something about suicide because I, I really have a, this is, this is a, 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 a sleeper spirit, really. And a lot of people really don't understand. And when they start getting ready to go through deliverance of suicide and like the man, I like the, what the pastor, where he raised his hand, who's battled this thought before. Listen to me. I want to tell you this here. When the spirit comes and it talks to you, that's that is not a, a temptation from the outside anymore. If it's constant, then that's when you know you have this here. But here's here is what I want to share with you about suicide is that when a person goes and gets prayed for for suicide, they say, Lord, I'm battling it with somebody. Somebody needs to help me. And they'll say, I command this spirit of suicide to come out. Let me tell you what I have learned in this here. And that is the process in what I do. And, and when I talk about demon terror, I train people. I go all over the United States training people how to do what I do. Mm. This is how, because we're successful in it. See, suicide is the category. That's the category. Okay. And then you say, here's it. Each spirit under suicide will have a mission. And it will be the one that says, drive your car into an embankment. Mm. The one that says, hang yourself. The one that says, overdose on pills. The one that says, how does it tell you to do it? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Because suicide's the category. See, I'm just letting you know. Got it. You <laughs> got to be specific. Suicide. How does it tell you to do it? And once you know how's it doing, then I then you say, I want the spirit of suicide that tells this person to hang themselves, come out. Mm-hmm. And then that spirit, look here, you're pulling that one out. See what I mean? Suicide, it's like this here. If I say of uh, uh, people in a hundred room and I'll say, uh, uh, suicide, come on up here, suicide. And I, and they'll look around, the demons look around and say, all right, well, there's five of us in here. Which one of us do you want? Let wow. me give you for instance, let me give you for instance, I'm taking a person through deliverance. Wow. And I, I said, I want the spirit of abuse. Come up abuse. Come up here. Come up. This spirit comes up and it says, um, which one of us do you want? And so what's the next logical question? What's the next <laughs> How many are there? Question? How many are there? Yeah. And it says there's five of us. Now, what's your next logical question? What's the names? Yeah. And you ready? Um, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse, and whatever the other abuse was. There was five abuses. Mm. you got to realize the category is what? Abuse. Which one do you want? And I said, I want all of you. Bind yourselves all together and come out. So these spirits have names. Wow. And this is why so many people fail. They call themselves deliverance ministries, and they fail to recognize the detail on which these things operate. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it, it does. So it's, suic- it's suicide by what? So, I mean, I just attended. I wasn't in the funeral, uh, working the funeral or pastoring, but I went to visit, and it was a young man in his 30s. And it was a, a spirit of suicide. It was su- he had committed suicide. Mm. He hung himself in a tree mm. in his front yard. Wow. And while I'm there uh, working, you know, praying with the family or just visiting with the family, one of the family members said, this is so sad because this is the same way grandfather killed himself oh. by hanging himself in a tree in the mm-hmm. front yard. Wow. So that that generational spirit, yep. you see what I'm getting at? Then do you have that's to look through the, the family and be like, you know, is there somebody yes. else that's dealing with that? Let's get yes. rid of this generational spirit. 
Exactly. That's how it works. So when I, when we take you through deliverance, is there's a process in which we that we take a person through. I just don't sit down and say, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. I don't do that. I sit down and I'm going to interview you for at least an hour and a half, two hours. I want to know your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. How did they die? Are they still alive? Grandparents, great grandparents. What are their struggles in life? Mm -hmm. What are the things that are going on? And once you start seeing that family tree, then you can see generational what's taking place. And that's where you start targeting in a person's life, how you deal with these things. This sounds very, uh, uh, very legal, Mm -hmm. you know, very Very legal. It sounds a little bit like if I got on an airplane and, uh, and I got my ticket and there's somebody in my seat, it, it's, I have, a, I have a legal right to have that seat and to ask them to get up and, and Come move. Out. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it, but, but also I'd have to know my seat number. I'd have to, I'd yeah. have to know I have rights to it yeah. and I'd have to operate. Yeah. Like I, if I just saw it and like, Oh, well, there's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? That guy's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I just go sit somewhere else. Right. Like so it, these- I, if I don't know my authority, I don't know where I'm at or I don't even know the name of the seat. And then I probably am, am not going to be in victory over what took my seat. Mm-hmm. Right. So you remember, remember when Jesus cast the, the demon out of the, ma- the man called Legion that had a legion? He, he came to him and he says, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Well, see, Jesus, see, Jesus gives us examples and our authority to be able to say, what is your name? And then they, and they want to be called their name. They, and they want to be called their name uh, the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. like uh, I was taking a person through deliverance. You know, you, you use that term. Uh, Baal. You've heard Baal in the Bible. Yep. The spirit mm-hmm. called the, the Old Testament God called Baal. Yep. Well, I'm taking a woman. I'm taking a woman through deliverance, and I said, I want to know who the strong man is in there. Then all of a sudden, she leans her head back and she says, "Ball." That's how ball. Uh-huh. And if you know, if you know the pronunciation of the real pronunciation, our English Southern, ever how we do it, we say Baal. Mm-hmm. The real pronunciation is ball. That's wow. how you say it. It's called ball. B-A-A-L, Baal. And that mm-hmm. spirit wanted to be called its name by its name the way it sounded. And not re- re- not mispronounced. Okay, exactly. I have a question for you because you've said it a couple of times, um, and I've heard this before, but the the devil or demons or anything, they don't care the age of a child because it's like, oh, that's not fair. Why would they enter a child? But they could enter a child at any time um, along the way. Like, it could be a baby, Right that a demon actually comes into a child because that, you know, people would be like, well, that's not fair. It should be an adult or at least somebody that can make that decision, but it doesn't really matter. Right. So listen, can I tell you, can I address that? How, how that happens? Yeah. uh, With a person. So let's say here that, that the Bible tells us that, and it doesn't matter whether or not you're a Christian or not mother and father doesn't matter. See people mix up biblical principles versus spiritual principles. See, when two people get get married or two people come together in a sexual relationships, both flesh becomes one. See, the devil knows that. God reveals that to us. Two become one. Mm-hmm. Two flesh become one. So what happens is that now the, the baby is introduced into the into the mix and now the mother carries the baby. Mother has not went through deliverance. Mother has generational things through her father through his bloodline has generational things and both of them are Christians but they've never went through deliverance so they carry 
these demonic spirits with them. Now watch this here. So then when the baby is birthed and separates from the mama through uh, through the birth canal and then through the biblical cord, and they separate when the so you got to realize that demonic spirits want to live in a body, mm-hmm. and so that when they leave that biblical cord and they sever, there's ones that makes decision. We're going with the baby, mm-hmm. so the baby is born many times with uh, well with demonic spirits that they need to be set free. That's why deliverance is so important. So that the parents go through deliverance and the baby goes through deliverance immediately. You start praying over that baby, calling things out of that baby, get that stuff out of them because of the generational demonic spirits that are past. For us, I know some people, I know you know your Bible. The Bible says that a child, when he is born, comes out of the womb speaking lies. Mm-hmm. How can that be? How can that be? You see what I mean? They're not innocent. Their babies are not innocent. We are not innocent. We are fallen creatures. We are fallen humanity. And what happens is that we are born with, a, with that sin nature of Adam. Even when that baby's born, then the demonic spirits will try to claim them as our own. But you as parents can fight against mm. it. Mm. My, here, here's what Hosea 4, 6 says. Hosea 4, 6 says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Everybody quotes that. Yep. Most people in the church knows that. But God spoke to me and told me, he says, he says, it's more than that. It's Isaiah 5.13. Isaiah 5.13 says, my people go into captivity for lack of knowledge. Mm. That See, is most really people are powerful. in captivity before yep. big lack of knowledge. And because there they only is. know one side of it. And then what happens is that that when we're talking about it, because they have no, see, see that knowledge that they have no knowledge mm-hmm. and they go into captivity. So what happens is that deliverance and the teaching of the ministry of deliverance is that you are very, very, listen here, the body of Christ suffers because of the ignorance of what we're dealing with and the spiritual enemy that we have. And this deliverance ministries are going to be the spearhead of the end time revival that God brings. Here's what he's doing first. He's getting the church ready. Mm-hmm. We've got to get all this stuff out of our own selves, suicide, all of these kind of things yeah. that we look at this here. If a Christian will finally step up and say, like Adam and Eve, I am battling a certain area in my life that is not fully submitted to God. I am struggling in this area, and I'm willing to submit myself to some level of deliverance. Once you get that spirit out, you start to build that area up with the Word of God. You become a strong Christian. And what happens is God's getting us ready so that when the harvest comes, when all of these people coming from the world, are coming in to get saved, to become Christians and all. Isn't it crazy that the people in the church has got the same problems as the people in the world? Mm-hmm. It, it makes yeah. perfect yeah. sense it, logically, it, yeah. but we want to, it messes up the billboards and the marketing mm-hmm. to think that that is so. Yes. So what happens because is Because it's that, like, hey, we want to, hey, we got our stuff together. And if somebody's kind of a little bit of a mess, it makes you uncomfortable to have them at church. Yeah, you know well, they don't really fit in. You're like, man, what do we do here? Because you what know, what do we do with this person? Because you 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 want to be appealing. You know, you want to to be a seeker friendly. You know, mm-hmm. kind of right. kind of an environment. You know, where people come in and like, hey, my life's a mess. If I start hanging out here, if I attend here, if I tithe here, if I if I'm a part of this group, I'll I'll be better. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you this here: what I've learned, and this is my this here, I refuse to raise another generation up of demonized people in the church. Mm. Yes, I, re- I refuse. I can build the church mm-hmm. and I can gain a following, but I refuse 
to spend the last years that I have to teach what I taught in people to try to get them to change and mold to the word of God when they're slapped full of demons. Mm -hmm. If you get the demons out, people will change easy. So you can't, you cannot force that into a person who said, I mean, they'll sit there like this here. Uh, I'm like this here. I'm never going to change. And and there's nothing you can say can change me. Mm -hmm. That's a spirit in a person. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how you take the word and try to change that person. If you'll get the spirit out, then you'll start seeing that person become like the Bible says. I refuse the to the Jesus model. That's what Jesus did. Yep. Yeah. I refuse to raise a generation up again. And I'm going to tell you this here. I refuse to raise a generation of youth up again. Mm-hmm. That's demonized. Mm-hmm. I will raise them up, teach them how to be demon terrorists. So they can go out into the harvest field and bring their friends in and set them free from what they have to but as far as uh, just doing things like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious at what I do. Yeah. This, have is, you, this is serious business. Henry, have you seen the movie Nefarious? It just came out a few no, months ago. No, but I have heard, heard people talk about it. I need to go see mm-hmm. it. it it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I, don't, I think it might have left the theaters now. You can probably get it on, on different platforms. But uh, we, we, we interviewed uh, some of the, uh, the, the main character in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the um, directors. And the directors. They did a really interesting job with this because they, they created a scenario. You had a guy that's based on death row, you know, then an attorney speaking with him. The attorney's not a believer at all. And so the, the, the guy on death row is basically speaking to him. Like you said, he wants to be known as the demon, the, as this demon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there, it, so it's a very small cast, not a lot of scenes, not a lot, it's just, yep. it's this conversation and it's fascinating. One of the points that, that the demon, the demon, the demon had great logic and great biblical knowledge and understanding mm-hmm. of authority and what was what. But he talked about, he was talking about the body he was in as a third person. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, hey, I forget what his, na- his name was in the movie. It was like Henry or Carl or Larry, Charles, Charles or something. Like so it was Larry, whatever. He said, he goes, he goes, Larry made a series of small, he goes, when did, when did you take control? Because it was, it was so subtle. And it was over such a period of time, even the people around him didn't know we occupied him. And it was like he it, it played with a Ouija board when he was like eight. And there was, you yep. know, a bunch of different mm-hmm. things. Agreements Met, he made ma- along the way. Made, made agreements with fear, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a place of, of just, you know, uh, kind of PTSD, kind of very scared was an agreement with the with the demon. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there was such a, a, a death by a thousand cuts through his childhood that people didn't even know. And then he just kind of became labeled as Larry's just this way. That's how he is. And he began Mm -hmm. doing darker and darker things as he went through life and eventually became a serial killer. But uh, he was operating under this demonic possession. It's really an interesting movie because they, they position the dialogue in a very legal way because he's talking to an attorney Mm -hmm. that's not a believer and has no grid Mm -hmm. grid for that. But in your experience, would you say that that, that, that kind of a scenario of of something when somebody was six or maybe they experienced abuse and and something happened then it's like they were actually the victim of something bad that happened to them but it could still create a window for a a, 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 a demonic entry in, exactly. in into their being and uh and they, our, can, our, they carry it throughout life our common yeah. sense would say, well, that's messed up. That's not fair. That child was abused or this happened or they didn't buy that they, they, you know um, but they were still exposed to things and did things. And then it, it just became such a part of them. There wasn't a single day that you could point to, Hey, when this happened, 
it was just that it just kind of became labeled of he's just that's how he is. Right. Yeah. So listen, there's a uh, I was dealing with a man that had, like this entity you're talking about is that they were a man. Two men were in the woods and they found this old abandoned house. I, said, I just dealt with this person and they had went into this abandoned house. And in there, there was um, witchcraft items in there. There was a satanic Bible with a Ouija board on it. Mm. And now this man is sitting right next to my office in my office, right next to the next to my office where I take people through deliverance at. And uh, he's there. He's telling me the story that I said, tell me what happened. He says, well, I put my hands on the Ouija board and my other friend did. He did the other side of it. And he said, then all of a sudden there was a being that appeared right wow. in front of us. And it was standing on the Ouija board as we were sitting down and it po- pointed at both of us. And I said, well, what did you do? He says, I closed my eyes. And he said, both of us did. And when we opened our eyes up, this thing was gone. I said, brother, I said, that spirit didn't go anywhere. I said, that spirit went in you mm-hmm. and your friend. I said, that's where this spirit went. And um, I said, look at this here. And I leaned over to the table. I said, you're going to work with me? And he goes, yes. I said, get up here to me. I said, and I told him, I said, repent of the Ouija board. He does that. I said, I'm calling up the spirit that came in through the Ouija board that day. I said, get up here. And as he, that thing starts looking at me, all of a sudden his eyes go black. I said, come on up. His eyes turns black. And then I said, tell me your name. Tell me your name. He's right across the table. I said, this thing's up. I said, give me your name. Give me your name. And it wouldn't give me the name. And here's what I did. I took a piece of paper like this here. I said, write your name. I gave you, I said, right. And I put it right in front of him. He reached over this being using his hand. wrote this on here. Can I do it for you? Yeah. Here's what he writes right there. You see it at the bottom. Dark mass. Dark, dark mass. And that was the spirit that came into him. And we call that spirit up and out. And it came out of that man. Dark mass. So just playing with the Ouija board, like you're saying, this man's a Christian. He's there for deliverance. And he is the doorway. The entrance was the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. That spirit came in and that spirit is there to oppose his ministry and mission in life. And to whatever it brings in, because when demons come in, they bring in sickness, disease. They bring in all kind of things to stop themselves. And it, deliverance identifies <laughs> and calls those demons out mm-hmm. and gets those things out of people. So many, many things like that has happened. I'm, I'm going to go. Can I go ahead and give you another one? Yeah. That, that we did just like this here, because I was I was in. And on this side of the border uh, in Laredo, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we were there taking a church through deliverance of 40, at least 40 people. Uh, they had called us to come and take them through deliverance. Now, this is this is a Spanish. Uh, this, it's an American pastor, got Spanish um, attendees there at the church. And some of them can speak English very well. Some are just a little bit. I am taking a man through deliverance by the name of Abel. And Abel is, is infamous in the community because something comes at nighttime. And makes him sell himself, like a, dresses up like a woman, and goes sell himself. Mm. Mm. And he doesn't want to do this. He says something comes, and I cannot stop it, and I need help. Now this is Spanish. I am working with an interpreter, and I worked with this man for three hours, and could not get any demonic response or anything. Everything I knew to do, 
I had another friend by the name of Dr. James Fent. He came in, sat down 30 minutes, couldn't get anything. There was like 40 people waiting for deliverance. They say, hurry, hurry, hurry. And I'm at the, the man starts crying and he speak, he says, nobody can help me. Nobody can help me. So, you know, we're, we're there. Everybody says, well, he needs to get saved. No, we done done all that. The man is tormented and he can't stop. And I sat there in that chair and I raised my hands. I said, God, I'm at the end of all my knowledge. I do not know what to do. I said, this man needs, needs to be set free. Help us, Lord. All of a sudden, a word of knowledge comes. And here's what happens. The Holy Spirit said, ask him, what name does he use when he dresses up like a woman? And I took my, I looked at my interpreter. I said, ask him this question here. What name does he use when he dresses up like a woman? And when he said that, heard that, all of a sudden his face changed. Oh, I had him up, brother. And 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 look here. And the spirit said, here's what he said. Cassandra. That's what he said. I said, oh, we got the demon's name. Now we know the demon's name that's tormenting him. Got him up. And then I'm getting ready now to start taking him through deliverance. Come on up here, Cassandra. Uh, Come on up here in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out. And the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit says, stop. Ask him. What name, that spirit, what name were you created with? Ask the spirit. This is crazy, y'all. What name were you created with? And I threw the interpreter. I asked that spirit, what name were you created with? And he took a piece of paper and a pen. Is this crazy? Y'all want to see this? Yeah. The spirit does right here. No. Oh, wow. Now, this man is Hispanic. Well, well for, also, for those of you that can't see the screen, if you're listening on Apple Download, or it says Lilith. L-I-L-I-T-H. Okay, so look here. And he wrote that, and he took the pencil and the paperback. Watch what he wrote next. He writes this at the bottom. Wow. Isaiah 30. Isaiah 34 and said this here, and that's where you find me in the Bible app. And I went like this here. I went, I know what that is. I studied it in my twenties. And if you go to Isaiah 34 and verse 14, and this is in the King James, I don't know what it's going to be in whatever version you're reading. Yeah, I think this is King James version. Okay. Look here. You go to Isaiah 34 and verse 14, you're going to see where it says the screech owl, the screech owl in that verse is translated. It's translated. Yeah, putting King James. Yeah. The screech owl is translated Lilith in the okay. Hebrew. Screech owl is translated. There we go. Verse 15. Wow. See, that, that, word, that, word, that word right there. In Hebrew is Lilith. Are you and serious? Listen to me. That spirit said, this is my name, and this is where you find me in the Bible app. So for look here. For all you people out there who do not believe that what we're dealing is nefarious, these beings are been around longer than you can imagine, and they know the Bible better than you, and without the Holy Spirit and without the end-time revelation of deliverance, we have a foe that comes to a man 
makes him dress up like a woman and go sell himself. And Lilith is a night demon of sex. Mm. And she will come and she will possess people or it's already there. It's in the person. Manifest, go dresses up and sells himself. We call that spirit. And that spirit was using the name Cassandra. Mm -hmm. That's what he used. And the Holy Spirit said, no, no, no. He says, you're not ready to take that demon. I'm going to show you a lesson. Ask that demon what name was it created with. Wow. And it said, and it says, this is the name, mm. and this is where I find you at. Now, look, y'all look at this here. So look here. What I do, this is not play. What I do, that God sends me people from all over the United States. And I said, don't send me easy ones. Send me the hard ones. Mm-hmm. Because anybody can cast a demon out. But show me the lessons I need to learn to be able to teach the body of Christ of how serious this is of what we do. Mm-hmm. So there are people who come. Look here. I've got a young man coming just in, in tomorrow. That's been, they've been all over the United States trying to get help. God said, bring him to the church. I've had people who's been to 30 ministries and they could not get this per, get these demons out. And they came to my church a couple of months ago and actually tore the church up before Sunday school and before the church service. And at 1.30 in the morning, Monday morning, that person got free. Wow. And had been been to 30 ministries. And they were dealing with a spirit called voices. See, it's like the there's a demonic spirit called voices. And these people were trying to, like a voice of Lucifer. And they were trying to cast out Lucifer. Well, you don't cast out, it's a voice of Lucifer. And they couldn't get it. The deliverance mm-hmm. ministry didn't know the difference. Like a the voice of witchcraft. So they would be dealing with the spirit of witchcraft. Well, it's not a spirit. It's a voice of, and the Holy spirit had to show me through revelation. This is how you set this person free. And we were able just that quick, take that woman and get her through deliverance. But these are the kind of things. And I, and I, I am writing a book. I'm not here to sell a book, but I'm, I've almost got it out, but I do do train. I do training and people come from all over the United States. I just did a conference. And it's a closed conference and the videos that I show people, what I show you, it is not Netflix and it is not Hollywood. Mm. What I show you is I can't put on the Internet. Wow. Uh, seeing demons come out of people and things come out of people and all of this stuff happen uh, in, in a deliverance session. And I've recorded it and I have it and I train you how to do it as well. And it's better for you to know. See, the church is unprepared. Mm-hmm. They're unprepared for what's coming. And that's why you see the ministry of Greg Locke and all these uh, demon slayers and all of these things happening. God is raising up. We're at war. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the Bible says that there's an end time flood coming. So as the devil ratches up what he's doing, deliverance ministries are being raised up too, to counteract exactly what Mm -hmm. the, what the enemy's doing. And deliverance is the mission of the church. And our job is to terrorize demons, set people free and then set the captives free when they come in. Is this good stuff, everybody? This oh, is great I'm, stuff. I'm so fascinated. So, so we're going to keep going, but I just want to make sure I, I send people to your website too, deliverancewithpastorhenry.com, yep. deliverancewithpastorhenry.com. When they get right. there, there's actually a place when you scroll down that they can uh, fill out their information because somebody might be sitting here thinking, I, I want to get delivered. I'm struggling. So there's a place, freedom. When you click on that freedom there, when you scroll down to the bottom and you see freedom, click on that. And then there's a place you can fill out your information. Um, and Henry, when that happens, they fill out all their information. What's the next step? Well, what happens, that goes into our database and then they're just on the stack 
of what needs to happen. You just got to fill out all the information. And we work off that stack of information coming in, you know, working. And I, we got thousands. People say, well, I've been doing this for a couple of months. We've been waiting. I go, yeah, <laughs> we got a thousand, thousand people that are ahead of you. And, uh, wow. and you know, I, I'm, let me tell you what, let me tell you what I tell people. Yeah. It's like right now, if I pick up the phone and I call the emergency room over here in Augusta, Georgia, I'm in Aiken, South Carolina, Augusta, Georgia, about 20 miles away. You know what they're going to say? Go see your primary care doctor and get some help. Mm-hmm. But if I get up and I drive over there into the emergency room and I sit down and say, I am hurt and I'm sick, I'm going to be seen that day. Mm-hmm. You understand yep. the difference? What I just said. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are people, there are people who fly in an airplane every, listen here. They'll spend all their money they got just to come. They'll sit in the parking lot in a car for days waiting for us to take them through deliverance. And wow. on Sunday morning, we have so many people that they have to get there and get in line because we can only do so many. Wow. And the Lord spoke, the Lord spoke to me in 2015 when this started happening. And there's a big story behind how all this happened. So supernatural of how this stuff started, how this deliverance ministry started. And, um, uh, what happens is uh, he told me, he said, set your lights when you leave to go to church on Sunday, like you will not be home till Monday. Wow. And many times, and many times well, we don't get home till Monday. Now, see the deliver the, the, the what's coming and the fight that's coming is not going to be church as normal. It will not be normal. This fight that's coming is going to be a battle. Uh, uh, when you start taking casting demons out and getting a person who's demonized, it can take quite a while to get these things out. And um, if someone says, well, all I have to do is say, come out in the name of Jesus. Well, first of all, I'm not Jesus. Right. I want you to know that. But I, I do. I cannot cast a demon out without the power. First of all, my purpose in life is the will of God. Whatever God wants me to do, I do. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that is my authority is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the third thing is my power that I operate in. The source of my power is the Holy Spirit. Yep. And those are the three things that I stand on. Mm-hmm. And that is how we are able to be so successful in what we do. I remember hearing your testimony. It was very inspiring that um, you had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but weren't really uh, walking in a lot of power. You weren't praying for people and seeing them healed. And the Lord, or you decided either way, to speak in tongues for an hour a day for a year. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I That's heard that. I thought, wow. And then he actually... Uh, told you somebody's going to come for uh, healing and it's going to be a woman. She's going to be wearing blue shoes. And, yep. you know, and I was like, wow. But that was something where you were building up your spirit, man. And right. then you started really walking in uh, right. the gifts. Right. So, I mean, like this morning, it's like I I, uh, um, I go places, you know, I go all over across the United States now since 22, going everywhere to teach about deliverance. And I'll be in a hotel room and I'll do everything I can do. I'll wake up and get up at nighttime and uh, get beside the bed or in the chair there. I'll start praying in the spirit this morning. You got to realize I do like four or five days in a row. Absolutely exhausted. It's yeah. like uh, Thursday, Thursday, I was out of town. Friday, I came back, did mass deliverance. Saturday, I did eight hours of training all day. I was so tired, so mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. And I got home Saturday. After training, it was eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. There were people in my office saying, Pastor, we need deliverance. Pastor, we need deliverance. I was so tired. Listen, I was so tired. And I, and I was working with people. I couldn't go any further. 
And I said, Lord, I, I can't go any further. And so I had to turn it over to my associate pastor. So many people are hurting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so I was so exhausted. And then even though I'm exhausted, I come home. I go, I, I, I do my thing when I get home. I get up at like at one or two o'clock in the morning. So I'm in the be- I'm in the living room praying. I'm praying in tongues. I said, Lord, I know this is the source and the power of the ministry. So tired. Get up. I got to pray an hour in tongues. Say, listen here. That's the source of your power is praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Revelation comes. Discernment comes. See, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God goes out. His hands go out. He starts working in the affairs of life of people. No prayer in the Holy Spirit. Nothing happens. Pray in the Holy Ghost. That's your supernatural power and anointing. I teach that. I just did a conference this past weekend, Pentecost. So we had 75 people from all over the United States at our conference. And then uh, I teach them about the power of Pentecost and the power of praying in the Holy Spirit. So there was like uh, 60 or 70 people who were not even baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. So at the end of our Class, no music, no music, no nothing. I said, you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Come. So they all come to the front. I got video of this here. And we had 61 people baptized in the Holy Ghost at one time. Wow. Listen, they come from all over the United States to empower them. See, God is empowering his army. Yep. He's empowering them with the army. And I'm just letting you know, this is a time to be alive. And this is the ministry that God's bringing all across America. And uh, this is what we need to bring in the harvest. So when they when the harvest comes in, like I've been uh, doing mass deliverance. So, you know, there's a lot of people do that. You hear them talk about mass deliverance, Mm -hmm. doing mass deliverance everywhere with the adults and all. God spoke to me and he says, uh, see, Pharaoh in the Old Testament would let the men go. He says, but they had to leave. the. He wanted them to leave the children and the women behind. God said, nobody's left behind. He said, if you take all the adults through deliverance, he says, you set up a time to take the children through deliverance as well. You see, God will let you go, but he'll let you leave your children in bondage. Mm. So we do mass deliverance for children as well. Wow. And they can't listen here. They'll drive five hours just to bring their children to a deliverance service that we have uh, after our conferences and all. But I was in Detroit, Michigan, doing a mass deliverance for children. And when I did that mass deliverance, they had like 20 of them standing up there and the parents are there with them. I started calling out transgender and um, all of these type of spirits now that are coming, being taught in school. And like four of them fell to the floor and started writhing like snakes, calling out, calling out those demons out of them children. We talk about so not leaving I, the children behind. The enemy's not leaving the children behind. No, the enemy is, is strategically going after children. There, there is there is no drag queen story hour in the retirement homes. Nope. Right. It's 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 it's, it's in the preschools. The it's in the kindergartens. Libraries. It's in the libraries. Exactly. They're going mm-hmm. after kids. And and as in ministry like yours, yep. it's got to be got to be deliverance is for our children too. You mm-hmm. cannot because listen mm-hmm. here, it's it's like a, I took a man through deliverance. The Lord showed me this lesson here, is that um, he. Um, was learning to be a uh, a bounty hunter, and uh, his wife owns the uh, the bales bonds. So he was learning how to become a a bounty hunter. And I took him through deliverance. Then all of a sudden, during his deliverance process, 
is that he starts smiling like this here. He kind of cocks his head. Kind of, he got a cocky smile on his head. I said, what is your name? He said, my name is Cunning, C-U-N-N-I-N-G. Hmm. I said, how did you come into him? When did you come into him? He said, when he was in school learning how to be a bounty hunter, I came into him. Wow. See, in bounty school, wow. they teach you how to be cunning. See what I'm talking about? Yep. And that spirit came into him. So when they're in school, when our children, see, these lessons like here yep. are, are invaluable. Mm-hmm. Is that when I learned that when you sit in front of a person, and they're teaching you whatever spirit is operating, you're picking it up too. You're wow. picking it up. That makes yep, sense. Right, Henry, I got, I got a, a question for you and it's going to tie right into what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> this is such a great oh. conversation. Thank you so much for your time. I, I wanna, I'm going to let you ask the question, but I'm going to tell you this here. There's people that interview me, but when we get into this level and this detail of this, they say, this is too far for our audience. <laughs> I do the show for me and people, if they like to watch it, they can enjoy it. Our audience if, if, loves if, it. If, if not, the internet's a big place and they can, yeah. they can go watch cat videos. There's a lot of options. <laughs> um, I, but I, I, I kind of got a hunch. The world's pretty fascinated in this. People mm-hmm. turn on their TV and I hear this comment a lot. Like we are in the middle of a mass uh, mental illness crisis in our world. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably more answers in this conversation than you would find uh, in a, in a, from a psychologist psychiatrist yeah. so here's my question is is it's gonna be three layers to it then you can answer all at once but how many demons are there there's over eight billion people in the world is there enough for everybody you got you know does does, does putin have one or does putin have like five is he is uh does Zelensky? you know Zelensky was you know uh, doing all kinds of weird sexual movies and different skits and and things and that now he's a part of a central obviously figure. you don't know because you're not yeah dealing so, with so i'm just like theoretically you know so these like mm-hmm. world figures you see they got a yuval noah harari you got klaus schwab like you know is there enough for them there and then there's you know uh little kids there's there's things all over do they do they bounce around from person to person if they you know they're are they limited on resources um and then when you turn on the TV, you watch libs of TikTok, you see what's going on in the, in the schools. Did this just all of a sudden, you know, I'm saying like just generically people look at this and like, wow, did all of a sudden, did the world just go crazy or two? Is there just ways for us to see it more or is it perpetuating in a new way in the demonic realm to push back this billion soul harvest that's being prophesied? Well, the Bible talks about in the last days, how that, um, that it would become like it was in the days of Noah, more wicked as it, as it progresses. And as uh, to it, let's just talk about in America, in America, back under a certain administration, when they lit the rainbow flag up over the White House, mm-hmm. that gave legal rights to the spirit realm to come in and move into many things in government. <clears throat> and and, and thing, it was looking for a legal right. And much of that was pushed back until you light the rainbow up uh, over a whole a whole country yeah. because mm-hmm. from the head from the head down it's tainted mm-hmm. see what i mean and you can, everything you can see that you got you know, at disney just saw clips over the weekend of of disneyland in 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 california as as a man with the mustache dressed up like bell the character from beauty and the beast bringing in little kids into the the store to to, to buy things it's like it, it's 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 no longer on the side it's not, it's, it's not it, hidden it, it's front and center. It's the greeter at the door. The very right. it's part of the marketing material for Ford Motor Company. Ford now has a transgender well, truck, and it's like it's very out and open. Mm-hmm. But that seems like it's the world wants to label this as like, hey, we're having a mental health crisis, 
and, and just people screaming at the sky for weird reasons and stuff like this. It, it, to me, it all has a, a root in our conversation today. So let me tell you, let me tell you what the ultimate plan is and what's happening in this area. Look, you talk, you like conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and do and things like that. Let's talk about it a moment. So many people believe that the Antichrist, when he if they believe in an Antichrist, that he will come and he's going to rule the world. And if you look at read the book of Daniel, it talks about how that he would not have a desire for women. So many people believe that he's going to be some type of a homosexual, mm-hmm. some type of agenda like that. Okay. So here's what's actually here's what's actually happening is that I, I am a pers- of a persuasion to believe that as well, because he's not going to do anything that's godly that would have a, right. a relationship like that. He's going to be totally perverted, totally mm-hmm. perverted in this here. And and the whole world is being wrapped up in this right here for you to say anything about any trans or to be able to say anything about homosexual or drag queens or anything like that, there, there will be laws. And that's what they're trying to do now. Sure. They name you homophobe or what have you. All this is setting it up to the place that when he takes over, you'll be afraid to say anything about his gender or what his sexual preferences are. Mm-hmm. It will be, it will be, you'll be absolutely frightened to do it because all the laws will already be in place to push those things back and it will make it. So it's like that all over the world. Mm-hmm. So that is ultimately what I believe is what we're seeing. Now the perversion is there. And when you talk about, you asked a question about 8 billion across the planet. Yeah, there's 8 billion and plenty more. Mm-hmm. Someone says, pastor, you believe that there is a demon behind every bush? No, there's 10 behind every bush, mm-hmm. at least 10 behind every bush. That's how many is out there. So yes, everybody has them and everybody needs deliverance. Mm-hmm. Once once you go through deliverance, the fight is to keep them out Mm -hmm. because Jesus said, you know, they're going to try to come back and they're going to try to come back with seven more worse. And the reason they come back with seven more is because if I lost my home and I am this wicked, I'm taking more, more wicked with me Mm -hmm. so that you'll not be able to get me out next time. Yeah, that's the purpose of them coming back seven times. I lost my home, but I'm not losing it this time. And they're coming back with a vengeance. So, yes, there are a lot of them. There are spirits that own the bloodline. You talk about bloodline that that you, when do they when a person dies? I got videos on the website that uh, from deliverance with Pastor Henry on YouTube. If you go to Rumble or Facebook, what I made it real simple. Deliverance with Pastor Henry. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord told me and in this here, this was last year when I started that channel. He told me, he said, I want you to go on YouTube or Rumble or whatever. And he says, you talk about nothing else. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about, because I, I mean, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. He said, don't talk about anything. All I want you to do is talk about deliverance. And I'm going to tell you this here. Deliverance is the heart of God right now. Mm. See, people don't understand that Jesus died for deliverance of his people. And the enemy has hidden this deliverance from them. See, when they were in Egypt and Pharaoh was over Egypt and the blood of the lamb was over the doorpost. Mm-hmm. All those peoples were saved. That's your salvation. But they were still in bondage to Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing the enemy does, that you have got to go through deliverance. You can be saved, but you're still in bondage and still be in Egypt. And what happens that uh, God brings along a deliverer, which would be Moses or Jesus Christ, and then the, and then the church, and he calls the people come out mm-hmm. and removes the Pharaoh spirit, gets them out. So all of this here is so important 
uh, in that. So let me let me just address. You asked a lot of questions all of a sudden. You did. I did. <laughs> I'm but, glad you wrote them down. I think it's kind yeah. of all tied together. There's a thing that is called bloodline and the spirits on the bloodline. So let me give you, for instance, I was dealing with a man that was dealing with spirit spouses. And I said, how many spirit spouses are there? And the man and the spirit comes up and said, there's six of us. And I said, and it says two are in, two are in Jim, two are in John and two are in his uncle. And we own the bloodline. So what happens is that when one of them dies, those six spirits own the bloodline, they wait and they go into another person in the tree. They own, they married the bloodline. Spirits are generational and they will move between when a person dies and they'll go into another person. That's how this thing works. This is so cool a story, y'all. This is so deep, but it's so simple. When you start looking at all the things that you've thought of, here's the answer to them. This is it. This is what's going on. And then when we talk about uh, uh, mental illness, let's talk about mental illness. Mental illness will never, ever be, uh, let's, let's talk about healing like it should be. With I'm staying with the Christian community. Mm-hmm like it should be in the Christian community mm-hmm. until you recognize that there is a spirit that is called mind control. Our government is aware of it. They know it. I'm not conspiracy theorist. They know it. And many of our uh, advertisements all across the land, they use an octopus. They are everywhere. And they use that octopus because in advertising, because it speaks to the octopus that's on the top of the person's head that's watching the loose trading or whatever's there. There's an octopus in that. And the spirits talk to each other and says, let's go buy Duluth trade. Let's get whatever. Much of that is done. So let's stay with a mind control. Mind control is a spirit. That's an octopus sits on top of the head. Everyone has it until they go through deliverance and it wraps his tentacles around the person. It has a tooth that bites on top of the head. I know I get into this. Listen here. I get into this and you think that my education or my, my, my uh, mental capabilities are stunted. And here's what I want to tell you this here. I work for Pfizer. I work for all the big pharmaceutical companies. I pass tests that nobody could pass. So it has nothing to do with my mental capability. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to tell you is this right here is that to be able to understand this here, you have to become as simple as a child. And that's what Jesus said. So there is a spirit that sits there on top of the head. He wraps himself around your head and he controls your thoughts. Mind control does. And the way you get them off, I've showed you in that video, you anoint the front, the back, the sides of the head, you cut the tentacles off and you pull this thing off your head. Many people have never, ever had a thought on their own ever. Wow. People were born mm-hmm. were born with mind control. That's yeah. the reason why all of these conservative shows or all of these things about can a Christian have a demon or not have a demon, they'll never really grasp it, the truth, because there's a demon sitting on top of their head telling them, no, no, that's wrong. And there's people who vote Republican. There's people who vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. There's people who vote liberal and all other kind of persuasions. They got a spirit on their head. The only way that you can really convince a person, take this thing off their head, and they start to think for the first time ever on their own when this wow. thing comes wow. off their head. And, and they're and, prevalent. It's in Pirates of the Caribbean, the the 
Ursula in the mm-hmm. the Ariel movie. You know, it's like these the octopus, these octopus, yep. you know, character Everywhere. references are are demonic and evil, and they're always very transparent Mental. in their intent mm-hmm. and what Mental. they're about. So here's here's what happens. All of these stories, uh, for for just to give you for instance, how that the Lord see He would. You got to realize what the Lord told me in 2015. He said, I am going to send people from all over the United States here. And I expect you to pray for them when they come. And I'm telling you what, that's a daunting task. Sure. And when, he, and when he says that, look here. So there are people that come with problems. I don't, I don't have a clue what it is. So like I am traveling to church. And as I am traveling there one morning, there's a man coming from Washington State. He's, and I'm in South Carolina. Yeah. He's flying <laughs> from Washington State, and he's coming in because he is mentally messed up. And they're getting him there. And as I'm, tra- I'm traveling to church uh, in the car, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit speaks to me, and he says, today you'll be, you'll be dealing with mind control. I'm going, mind control? I said, I know what that is. That's, that's an octopus. It's, it's in John Eckhart's book. And I said, Mom, my book's at church. So I speed up. Because I got to meet him at church and I got to get in there. I got to read up on this thing. Right. So as, as I got the manual and I'm reading about it, see, he wrote a deliverance manual. So I get to that part about my, and the man's there at church. When I get there, he's there and his family's there. So I go into the room where I'm going to interview him at, take him through deliverance. And on the other side of the table there, I'm sitting there with my book and I, I'm interviewing him and I'm reading. What am I reading for? I gotta get this demon out of him. The Lord said, "This is what he's got." And I don't. Oh my God, what's going on? So anyway, I'm reading about it, and it talks about how he has uh, appendages, arms. You anoint the front, the back, the sides. It's all in there. How to pull this thing off, and how to get it out. And so, I think I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready to do this here. His sister, his cousin, is in the sanctuary, and she's walking in there. She's praying, and I said, "Go get the cousin." The cousin comes to the door right there where I'm at. And I said, let me tell you what I think we're dealing with here. I believe that we're dealing with a spirit that's called mind control and this mentally affecting him. And the woman says, Pastor, did you read your text I sent you? I go, no, because that light right now, I got my, it's turned off. And I said, no, she says, read your text. So I take my phone and I look at it. And here's what she says. I am here in the sanctuary and I am praying and interceding for my, my cousin. And I had, the Lord has given me a vision. And in the vision, she said, there's something sitting on top of his head oh, wow. that looks like an octopus or a squid. But I'm not sure what it is. You see, to me, to me, as a deliverance minister, that means mash the gas. You got it. Yep. That We got that spirit off that man's head. And that man is normally, is he is normal now. All that mental. Wow. Praise the Lord. Come out of him. So here's the thing. Mind control is over mental torment, mental confusion, dementia, schizophrenia. All of these spirits are under mind control. And you're wow. never going to, they're working on these things and never getting the one that's over it. So they're working on schizophrenia through medication and through dementia and through um, multiple personalities or ADHD, all of these kind of things are under this mind control spirit. If you will listen to me, get that demon off and then go through there and pull the lesser demons out, then you can set these people free. 
And many times we do. This is how this happens. So mind control is a very prevalent spirit, very powerful. And here's how I want you to know how these things work. Do you really want to know yep. how important Definitely. you really want to know how important it is to get this thing off? Yeah. I mean, are you really serious? You want to really know? I tell people, I say, are you really ready to go down this road? I'm ready to go down the rabbit trail here. So here's what's going to happen. Christians, you need to make sure that you do not have mind control and get this thing off your head. Because Antichrist is going to use mind control to cause people to take the mark of the beast. And many Christians are going to be duped into taking this thing. And they were going to believe that it is not real. And that's not really the mark because the spirit on top of their head is going to communicate to the one that's trying to make them take this thing here. And it's going to deceive them until they get this thing off their head. That's how serious what I'm talking about is. Wow. And I think I've heard you say um, that sometimes it'll actually even manifest where like uh, like women start losing their hair. Or their hair is not growing or something like that. Is that could that okay. be a side effect of that? Well, no, well, well here, here's several things about this here. That's mind control. And there is a spirit that right after we get mind control is called Leviathan. Mm -hmm. And Leviathan is a stronger spirit than mind control. And this spirit actually lives in your back. And it's called Leviathan. It's in Job 41. Now, it's, it's this spirit that I'm talking about with, um, with I don't know what y'all want to do here, with uh, Leviathan. Keep going, man. Yeah. It, okay, so... So let's let's do this here. So Leviathan, I guarantee there there are thousands and thousands, probably a hundred thousand mm -hmm. people that are going to be sitting here listening to your words right now and thinking, okay, this is relevant for me, my child, my mm -hmm. husband, my cousin, exactly. my, you know, and and and, okay. and then it's, it ultimately leads to what can I do? Yeah, okay, what, freedom. So here, this, this is real. What can I do? So here here's the process in which I take a person through deliverance: unforgiveness, bitterness, stubbornness, mind control. He's over. See, in a deliverance, in a deliverance process is that mind control is the communicator. The first thing you have to do in destroying the strong man is take the communication center out. Once you take the communication center out, then you are in control of the deliverance. Mm. In the deliverance process, when mind control is there, he'll have that person's mind all over the place. They'll sound like they're nuts. Get that demon off. Now you're talking to the person. Now you can actually be in control of the deliverance. The next thing after mind control is a spirit called Leviathan. He's the king of all the children of pride, Job 41. He lives in the back. Mind, Job, uh, Leviathan actually puts, allows mind control to sit there because he surrounds himself with strong demons. And if you ever really read Job 41, it tells you nothing can get him out. Did you hear what I just said? You said nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. nothing. And God has to reveal the secrets. And the Bible says that the secrets belong to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the Lord reveals those secrets. And look at this here. You're hearing things right now. And you'll say this is, and ask that question a while ago. How can all of this stuff be coming out? Well, the book of Daniel says that knowledge will abound in the last days. And so you're going to start hearing things that's in Scripture that you've never heard before. Because it must be a fulfillment of Daniel, just like it is in the world and knowledge abounding. It's going to be the same thing spiritually as well. These things have been revealed to this time, reserved to this time. So because it will fulfill Daniel as well. 
So Leviathan is a spirit that lives in the back. Many people don't even work with Leviathan because he is such a strong, the strong spirit. And the Bible talks about how that he has a hard heart. He has shields around him and nothing can penetrate him. But there is a key. There is a process how to get this demon out. And what we do is we start taking people through deliverance and get this spirit out. Now, let me give you the answer to your question about the baldness. So what happened is that I'm actually uh, I am actually called to a place to. And, and I was under a lot of pressure uh, is actually um, someone very famous. And I got this spirit up, Leviathan, I got everything out, and and I could not, listen, I could not get the demon out, could not get it out. Uh, you know, and I, and I get, and that people come from everywhere. Right. I couldn't get this spirit. I got the, sh- I got, I got everything off of it. It should come out and it would not come out. And then all of a sudden, as I am taking this spirit out, trying to call it, the, the female does this here. She does like this here. How do you like my hair? How do you like my hair? Just right out of the blue. How, how do you like my hair? Going just like that. How do you like wow. my hair? And I and I go through John Eckhart's book, and I ask the Holy Spirit, I say, Lord, I don't know what to do. i got to help me. He says, read the book. Now, I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm going to show you in a moment. It's in the book. So I had John Eckhart's book there about Leviathan. And as I'm going through there, reading that there, I'm saying the helpers of Rahab, the helpers of this, the helpers of that. Then I said this here. I said, the one that causes baldness come out. And when I said that, the woman wrenched that spirit out. Wow. And that spirit came, the spirit came out of her. Now, it is in Isaiah chapter 3. I think it starts at verse 17 or verse 18. And it talks about the daughters of Zion because they are a haughty. Now, who would be the daughters of Zion? Females. Mm-hmm. The daughters of Zion because they have perfect hair. They have tinkling cymbals. They have earrings. They have all of this stuff here. When you go on down to it, you're going to find at the very bottom, look at the headdresses. I can see it on your screen right there where it says uh, the garments, the mirrors, go on down, the fine linen, the robes. Uh, Look at here on verse 24. Look what it says. So the curse is because they are prideful in in the way women are and men. So I'll get both of them. Instead of a sweet smell, there will be stench. Instead of a sash, a rope, instead of a well-set hair, what? Baldness. All of this here. So, so what had happened when I, when I said that, the one that causes baldness come out, she wrenched it out. Now, the next morning, I go back to the hotel. I get up at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and Holy Spirit says, read Isaiah 3. So I read I, what, what you did last night. So I read Isaiah 3, just what you just went there. I went, I said, man, ain't that amazing? I said, isn't wow. that something? Okay, so look at this here. So I go back to church. I'm taking another group of people through deliverance that day. A man, a woman, AB, look at here. By the way, ABC, CBS, NBC, they are there in the other room. And oh they, are, they are interviewing Greg Locke and all of them about deliverance. And I am in the other room taking his staff through deliverance, and they're going, whoa. <laughs> they're, they're screaming. They're hollering. What's going on? Well, that's Pastor Henry over. He's taking all my people through deliverance. So so here we are. And this is crazy stories, y'all. So here's what happens. I am taking him through deliverance. I took the man through deliverance. Now I'm taking his wife through deliverance. I go all the way through the process. I told you 
those five steps. I got to Leviathan, got it up, got the shield demon stripped off of it, got it up. And all of a sudden, another female starts doing this. You ready? How do you like my hair? Oh, my gosh. How do you, look, I couldn't, you can't make this up. How do you like my hair? How do you like my hair? And I said, and then all of a sudden she starts saying, what's that smell? What's that stench? Oh, why am I burning? Why am I itching? What's going on? And you see, I read that scripture that you just had on the screen. Yep. Yeah. If I had not read that scripture, I would have thought there was another spirit manifesting. But because I read that about Isaiah 3 and Leviathan and the well-set hair and baldness, I knew it was the same. I leaned into it. Come on out, Leviathan. Come out that body. Come out. And that spirit came up and it came out. So here's the thing. Leviathan is a spirit that causes baldness. And many people are fighting this baldness. And they don't realize it's in Isaiah 3. It talks about the curse right there. I didn't make it up. Wow. It's in your Bible. See, look right. at this here. My people perish for what? Lack, Lack of, of knowledge. knowledge. No, my people are tormented or in captivity. Mm -hmm. And they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars. And they're running from pillar to the post. They're running from every conference. They're doing everything they could do to keep their hair loss mm -hmm. and don't realize it's a demonic spirit called Leviathan. And who has it? It's the E word. Everybody. <sighs> Everybody has this until they get it out. Mm -hmm. And this is the beauty of deliverance. Wow. Everybody needs deliverance. Now, so let me tell y'all what happened with this baldness. So I don't know. I don't know where you post that. I don't know if I can say the word or not. Go for it. Yeah, but, you can. You can say it anywhere. But, but what happened is the Lord had to show me in 2020 of the response from the, from the, um, pandemic that came across America is that one of the signs of uh, it's called the long haulers effects from uh, COVID uh -huh. is that it looking here, here are the symptoms of COVID. And, and do y'all know, do y'all know Dr. Brian Artis? Oh, oh yeah. sure. He's a frequent He's guest. A, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a good friend. Yeah. Brian, Dr. Artis, I've interviewed him. I did not know how important making that contact with him would, would be in deliverance. Mm -hmm. Because I have dealt with people who've had COVID and COVID long hauler syndromes that I get the demons out and they're still having some problems physically. Like you ask, mm -hmm. you get the spirit out, but now there's something in the flesh that yeah. you got to deal with. And Dr. Artis deals with that. And I've had to call and say, doctor, tell me what's going on here. I've got this stuff out. And he says, tell them to take Nicorette gum immediately. Yeah. And, and yep. they start chewing that immediately. And it pulls the poison out of the brain. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That? Yep. But look, at, but look at this here. So look at this here. So there are people who have this here. They have a demonic spirit and it doesn't work with a Nicorette. You know why? Because they got a demon in there. Mm -hmm. You pull the demon out and then that will work. That's the beauty of this. Mm -hmm. So you have the natural and you have the supernatural working together. And I've had to work with him on these things. That's so, so, so good. is this crazy to know right here? Well, this is so, so important. It, so here's it, what it, it, it definitely is. You can tell this is the this is the place that itches. You're scratching the itch, you know, when it comes to what's going on in yeah. the world. Because people exactly. sense this. You don't need to be a Christian. Nope. You don't need a Bible verse. 
you can look around the world and you mm-hmm. can say there's something besides just the flesh and blood. Something's going right. on. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. Here, here's how the Lord introduced. You got to realize now we've been doing deliverance since 2015. So now how was it? Five years, 2020 rolls around. And this year's happening. So I've got a young lady at the church. She was in her 30s. And she says, Pastor, I need you to pray for me so I can't breathe. I'm still having some problems. And I said, okay, not a problem. I'll pray for you. And the and Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, you pray for her right now, just like you know you're supposed to. I said, turn around here and look at me. I said, and I look at me and I said, you hear me? Your spirit that's in her lungs, that's caused COVID, that's causing her not to be able to breathe. I said, come out of this woman now. Come up and come out of her now. And she starts going. <coughs> she caught, now she coughs this thing up and out of her lungs and she goes, <sighs> she said, I can breathe now. Wow. Ooh. See, COVID is a virus that came in. Look at here. Here's the virus that attacks the body. The spirit comes in with it, and it's in the body now. Mm-hmm. What happens, the body fights off the virus, leaves the spirit, and the people still say, I can't breathe. Doctors look and they say, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. So wow. you call the spirit out, and people immediately can breathe. Mm-hmm. So I, I do uh, television over here. They call me quite often to do television over here in Augusta, Georgia. I know this sounds crazy, but people do believe in this. And I was on, on television there, and the, the host was there, and I was telling them about, about this COVID and the long haulers effect. I said it causes loss of taste, loss of smell, and it causes itching and burning. Are you ready for this here? Baldness. Yep, true. COVID, call, COVID causes baldness. So I am there at the at the at the television station, and um, the woman says after the program says, well, "My daughter, uh, she's sixteen. She's got she's uh, lost her smell and taste for over a year." And she said, "Will you pray for?" Her? I said, "Sure, let's do it there." I took her right around the corner with the mom there, and I looked at her and I said, "All right, you hear me? The spirit that came in." That, that caused the loss of taste, loss of smell. Here's what she starts doing. She goes, <laughs> it's in my nose. It's, it's in my nose. It's coming out. I said, come on out of that nose. Come on out of that tongue. Come out of that mouth. The one that stole her lo- smell and taste, come out of that body. Next thing you know, she's spitting up. This thing comes out of her. I tell the mom, I said, now go get her something that she can smell. She went and got some perfume on a, on a, on a napkin put it right on her. She goes, she said, I can smell. She said, I wow. can smell it. Well, we went out, went out to, look here, just like that. See, the church is has the authority over demonic spirits. And the, you, people do not realize that Christians are being tormented by these things. Look at it here. And you will never, ever get any better. Call the demon out. Mm-hmm. Get the spirit out. Mm-hmm. And then you can pray for healing, just like Jesus did. These things will happen. So that, but... But here, here's what happened, uh, Stacy, and this is what happened here. The Lord had to show me the difference between, because I was big on this COVID and the hair loss and the baldness and all of this coming out and the itching and the burning and the splotches. We could pray for people, call those demons out immediately. They get better just like that. And the Lord had to show me this, and he had to pause me with, um, with Leviathan. And had to show me that there was a difference between the pandemic and the spirit of pride that can cause the same symptoms. Wow. And if you're if you are not astute, you will be attacking the wrong thing 
and not realize that you can leave the person with the with their same problem. That makes yeah, sense. What I'm saying. That makes total and sense. So, one, so this this kind of stuff like this here is like, and I and I say this here is that I can't not do this without God and the Holy Spirit. I can't learn this here. I learned it. I learned it in the school of deliverance, and the Lord showed me. I didn't read books. I didn't read all that stuff. He had to show me what was going on. And now I write the books. I write the books for this kind of stuff so that it will help people. Uh, so, I'll, and the thing is, I'm just standing on the shoulder of giants before me, mm-hmm. like Derek Prince, Wynn Worley, and B. Medlin, and all of these different people who had deliverance ministry, or A.A. A. Allen. Um, mm-hmm. So I just stand on their shoulders and do what they do. And I train you how to do it. I, I love it. So if somebody, um, so deliverance with pastorhenry.com, if they go there, is there a place if somebody wants to attend a school or learn more about deliverance that they can actually yep. do that? Yep. They, here, here's what I suggest for them is that there is a place on there that's called um, seminars, the schedule seminars for 2023. Okay. Go there. You see where we're going to be at. You can click on it. You can sign. It's right there on the very, yeah, there you go, right there. Uh-huh. There is uh, places that we're going. Uh, there's places you sign up. There's that one that's almost the third one from the bottom. It's called the East Coast. It's going to be the, called the East Coast Deliverance Conference. It's going to be called the Impact. That's going to be September of 2023. We're going to have people come from all over. Uh, we're, we're in the planning process now. They're going to come from all over the United States. We'll have Greg Locke there, a lot of the big name speakers. And it's called the Impact. How has deliverance and the impact that it has created and what it has done for people in their life in ministries. Because when you start walking in deliverance, you will see miracles. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did. Jesus started, uh, when, when he cast demons out, miracles started to happen. That's exactly. See, we're, we're, we're looking for this great end time revival of the souls and the harvest mm-hmm. and everything like this. And the mir- deliverance will be the spearhead. This is it right it. here. That's really good. That's this really good. Okay. I, okay. I have a question because you brought it up earlier and I've heard you talk about it, but you didn't really go in depth because you were talking about generational stuff, but spirit spouse. Can we yeah. go there? Because yeah. I know people are here to hear that thinking, what do you mean spirit spouse? Because okay. some, some people are probably listening here like, yeah, I, my, my, my spouse drives me crazy. It's probably she has a spirit. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's what you're that's, trying to it's say. It's a whole different thing. This is yeah. this spirit is a whole spouses fall, Spirit spouses fall under the heading of what would be called an incubus and a succubus. An incubus spirit is a male sexual spirit that will attack a female. A succubus spirit is one that lies underneath of the male. So it will be that category. It will sexually molest a man or a woman. And it doesn't, and they can be in either, either genders. It doesn't matter. Uh, They could be in, but that's how they're classified. But spirit spouses, are the sexual demons that marry us when we are young. And when we are growing up and our bodies are maturing and we explore our bodies through pornography, through masturbation, through all of these things is the doorway that a demonic spirit will come in and it will cause you to do the things you're not supposed to do. And they will come in and marry you. Now, these are this is not anything strange. This goes all the way back to uh, 2400 B.C. in Mesopotamia and all of these different places. Their stories of all of these are through. Now, there are people that are in church, church people, 
who will say that a Christian can't have a spirit. Well, they just don't. They just need to sit in the room with Pastor Henry mm-hmm. because I'll show you and I'll tell people, just come. I'm not boasting. I'm not going to boast. Just come sit in a chair. I'll show you. And I'll sit right there. You say you don't believe in it. The demons will come out. It don't matter whether you believe it or not. They'll come out. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. Mm-hmm. They'll come out. They'll come up and out and you'll be saying, I'm a believer in this now. So these these spirits are sexual demons that marry men and women and they go into the marriage situation with them. So what happens, and I'm, I'm glad because I, I heard what you said a while ago. Um, you talked about uh, how that the divorce rate is the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the world, in the world as it is in the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here's what I'm going to tell you. You are exactly right. And the reason it's like that. So the ever. So what we have to say is that if that is true, then you know that the attack on the world and the church is the same. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has nothing to do with it. If the divorce rate is the same, the attacks the same and Jesus has nothing to do with it. And the reason Jesus has nothing to do with it is because it's hidden and people don't know what's, what they're mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What I just said. Yep. So here's yeah. what happened. And for, and for the so most the, part in the church, the answer is like, then just try harder. Just be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's these things, but it's not dealing with, with the root of, mm-hmm. of the what's root causing is, these. Mm-hmm. The root is the spirit spouse. So the spirit spouse comes into the marriage and the spirit marries the man and it is and the female, the wife of the of the the, of the union, the spirit that the man has is jealous of the wife and does not want the wife to have sex with a man Hmm. or the man have sex with a woman. The other part of it is that the females got one, too, and they are set against each other. The wife has a spirit spouse that hates the husband. And all of a sudden in marriage, what happens? They start saying things one to the other. Why am I saying it like that? Why are we doing it? like? And next thing you know, that they are sleeping in different bedrooms. Mm. They don't even sleep together anymore. And the spirit spouses is happy. And all the spirit spouses wants to do is for it to be voiced. Let's get a divorce. Mm. And what happens is now they divorce. So here's what happened. The female and the man, they go find them another another couple. Same thing repeats itself. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is because you're not getting rid. So you think it's just the way you treat. You're not getting rid of the problem. The problem is the spirit spouse. It's the ink of a spirit, the suck of a spirit that wants to be with you alone. And it doesn't want you to, to marry. And many of the sexual problems and marriage problems are based off of these spirit spouses that people have. And once you get these things out, then you can start to actually, because look here, remember we said that a spirit can come in and if sexual growing up marries us, then those spirits are carried with us even into our marriage, Mm -hmm. sexual spirits. There are many people who would tell us that they don't even want to be satisfied with their sexual partner. They can do it themselves. And that's that spirit that has married them in this area. But again, the word you said married, because... Are you using that to um, is it as a point of reference so people grasp the idea or is there a legal contract with that? Stacy and I are are married. We have, you know, we got a marriage license from the local mm-hmm. government. We we're married before God. Ring. We made vows where we're mm-hmm. a ring. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things involved. And I say I'm married. It's not like I'm theoretically we're we are married. Um, when you when you when you use that term in this in the spirit realm and you say 
was that done against someone's will? Was there an agreement made? How, how does that take place? Well, see, that agreement took place when they sinned and when they was watching pornography through lust, through masturbation. And then that spirit comes in. That spirit considers being married to that person. That's the legal right. Like you gave me a legal right to have this connection. That gave you a legal right right there. So when we take persons through deliverance from spirit spouses and things like this here, we have to that they will identify themselves. They're there. They will identify themselves, and then we will say, in the name of Jesus, on their marriage ring, we'll say, in the name of Jesus, I divorce this spirit spouse, say its name, and I give it a divorcement, a writing divorcement, declare it, and I remove the legal right for the ring. That's what happens. You'll find out in this process of spirit spouses, in the dreams many times, they will put a ring on their finger or there will be a wedding ceremony in their dreams. Mm. Here's what will happen as well. I have taken people through deliverance and call that ring, call it divorcing, and a ring appear. Wow. A ring appear. And I said, throw that thing away and tell them to disappear. I have had people to where, look here, that they would do this right here to divorce that and could not remove it symbolically. That spirit will not let them remove that. That symbol of doing this here. Every one of these things is so real. And it's the spirit spouse. And again, if they go watch that, and I I never pulled a copy of it down off of that YouTube channel called Deep Believer. And a spirit spouse is stalking you. I let her get everything, Mm -hmm. uh, all the views, let her do it all. Because the Lord told me in uh, 22 August of 22, he says, you're going to do through a prophecy of a man at the church. He says, you're going to do a video that's going to go viral. And it's, and uh, he said, it will change your ministry. And it was the mind control and spirit spouses on that mm-hmm. YouTube channel. And we can put the those links down below uh, this video. Yeah. Everybody's watching this. Uh, we'll put the links to those original videos down down below this. They if you are want to go back and watch good. them. We've been sharing them with friends mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people since, mm-hmm. since so, we found those. So I want you to think about this here. Is that of all, out of all the years, all the things that I have ever preached or taught, and in the depth, look here, from Old Testament theology, New Testament theology, survey, New Testament survey. See, I've done it all. I've done, I've done all the Proverbs, all the, I mean, the, I mean, everything, all the, uh, all the feasts, Old Te- uh, Revelation, all, look here, done it all, just like every other pastor has. But it wasn't until, God said, you're going to do a video. It's going to go viral. It's going to change your ministry. And when I put those two subjects up, because those two subjects is God's heart. Mm-hmm. And that one of those is mind control. My people are messed up in their mind. And the next one is here is that the churches are full of divorced people, mm-hmm. just like the world is, because yep. they do not grasp the concept of spirit spouses. And people call me from all over the world. Because they are tormented by these sexual demons and they are absolutely destroying marriages. And that's what I teach about and how to do it. Matter of fact, right before I came on here, a lady was able to get to me. I think I told you this, uh, David, about a lady accidentally got my number and she was crying. And she, I said, ma'am, I said, normally I don't take phone calls. And she's just crying and crying. She said, I need help. I'm tormented by a spirit spouse. It's tormenting me. And these things torment people. And I took her through deliverance. Took me about an hour and a half. And I prayed with her over the phone to get this thing out of her. But uh, these things are. She was manifesting. You said she was, uh, you know, 
I don't know if she vomited, but she was spitting up and she was, you know, she was manifesting through a phone call. Yep, that's true. And but that uh, so that that there, I don't know if I can say this here or not, but it, I do have a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and, it, it, and I have a rumble channel that marries it. I mean, that mirrors it. So what I put there and there's some things I can't put there on YouTube. I'll drop it over on rumble. But it's real simple. Deliverance with Pastor Henry. That's Perfect. how simple it is. Deliver everywhere. It's the same thing. Deliverance with Pastor Henry. And I, I tell people, if you want to know deeper about deliverance and to have a school of of all of these things, mm-hmm. go there. There's like 36, 38 videos. They're two hours apiece. Start wow. indulging in them. There's Indulge your YouTube channel. Them. Yeah, see that wow. one that called Voices, Children's Deliverance, uh, The Curse of Eli. That right there is what a, what a lot of people are dealing with mm-hmm. uh, right there. All of these videos right here or and I look here. I do not post weekly. I do not post when when Holy Spirit says that's the subject. Post it. I do the video. You know, I mean, you're constantly looking for something. He says, post. this is the subject. And this is what I want you to talk about. And he's the one that promotes that. Not me. I think I got like a seven thousand subscribers. And listen here. I'm never out of all the YouTube channels, all the stuff I've ever done. I've never had anything like this happen before. And it's God drawing people mm-hmm. to where they can get freedom at is right Amen. here. And well, but I want you to know is that I, I know we're getting ready to get, get to wind up, but I want you to know I am humbled by you allowing me to be on here and just speak about the awesomeness of God and deliverance and freedom. Mm-hmm. There's going to be somebody who's going to hear what we're talking about. They're going to be driven to that point to seek deliverance somewhere in God. God's heart is deliverance for his people Amen. and they are in torment. Yeah. And That's I'm just right. so glad to be just to be part of it, to be able to share with others. We, we, we say all the time, Stacy has a show she does every Wednesday called the prophetic report. And, uh, uh, we release that it's on, we have an, for as free speech goes, we have an app called, called, uh, uh, you know, the, the flyover app.com mm-hmm. and just download it. And we kind of, we've lost six YouTube channels. And so we just kind of yeah. like, don't worry about it. We upload to Look. 60 other, other places. So we go to that direction, but we want truth to get out there. And we say all the time, we firmly believe, I believe as much as I think the, uh, the stove's hot. I burned my hand the other day. I got a big scar here. It's like, I know, I know for sure. I don't need to question. I, I know the stove's hot as much as I know anything. I know we are living in the best time ever to be alive. I wouldn't trade places nope. with anybody anytime. It's an honor and a privilege. I think to be alive right now that God placed us right now in this timeline. I think we're on the edge of a billion soul harvest. And yep. I think the content that we're talking about right now mm-hmm. is, is what will equip us to clean those fish that get in the boat mm-hmm. and, and exactly. to, and to, and to be, to be clean ourselves and to operate in authority That's the per- and, and, and actually walk out our faith yep. in, in a, in a way that has power and has teeth. Mm-hmm. That's the first part. God's look here. God's getting the bride ready first. Yeah. Yep. See, the bride recognizes I got some areas I got to deal with and she gets herself spotless. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? The other one, I yep. ah, will be all right. No, we know that there's an issue or something. That's in the life. And I want to, I want to, uh, can I just tell you one miracle that yes. I got a lot of miracles, but I want to just tell you this here. So if you'll let me. Yes. Um, so I was uh, at church here not too long ago. We was preaching on a Sunday morning and um, we had a, one of these, uh, a biker type person that was in the back. Boy, they were loud and they were worshiping the Lord. So right when I gave the altar call, the man jumps up and he runs outside 
and he runs outside and he's on the front lawn of the church. He got his hands raised and he's worshiping the Lord. They come up to the front and told me, he said, man, there's somebody out front. I said, what's he doing? He said, he's worship, worshiping Jesus. I said, he'll be all right. Leave him alone. <laughs> so, so after it's over with, I meet, the church is over with. I'm meeting in the foyer, this man of the church there. And he comes into the church. He's an F-bomb. I'm talking about every other word's an F-bomb. It is bad. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he loves Jesus. And he's a biker. And he's, he can't help it. And my wife said, and he says, I want you to, Pastor, I want you to take me through deliverance. I said, I'm definitely going to take you through deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I wouldn't even let my wife go in the room. So I got another person to go in there. It was just that foul. So I sat down and we got in the room there. And here's what he did immediately is that we have these little containers, you know, where they will spit up or whatever, uh-huh. cough, what have you. He got on the floor, hands and knees, put the little bucket down and he was ready. I said, no, brother. I said, that's, that's not the way we do this here. I said, <laughs> He was ready. He was hungry. Yeah, he was ready. I said, sit in a chair right here. So I start working with him. And uh, the more I worked with him, the less his F-bonds became. Wow. And the more more we got out of him, the more he started speaking like he should. And we got to this spirit, like I told you about Leviathan, and called this demon out of him, come out Leviathan. And he leans forward. And all of a sudden, it's in his back. He's doing his back. That's where Leviathan lives in his back. The spirit comes out of him. And he says, can I stand up? I said, sure, stand up. So he stands up and he puts his hands up over his head like he's doing exercise. You know how you stretch like that? He is standing there stretching up as high as he can. And then all of a sudden, something grabbed his hand and pulls him up to the ceiling. Oh. You hear me? Pulls him to the ceiling. And I'm in the room and I'm watching this and I see another man off of the ground, off the ground, pulls him up to the ceiling. And he is standing there going, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I said, well, I guess I'm the only one that's going to do anything because because, because I'm in control of the deliverance. So I reach up. I said, in the name of Jesus, turn him loose. Ever who you are, turn him loose. And he's there just for, I don't know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds and lets him back down. And he lets it back down. And here's what he does. He does this here. He does his hands in his chest like this right here. And he's standing up rubbing his chest. He said, I didn't tell you this. He said, but several years ago, I had a motorcycle accident. And he said, on the right side, he said, I had three ribs that was broken and they were pushed inward. They never pulled them out. And he says, whatever grabbed hold of my hand, I felt pop, pop, pop in my chest right here. And he says, my chest is perfectly normal on both sides. Oh, God gave the man a miracle. Wow. Listen, <laughs> I've got more miracles. Listen here. I, listen, you know, you look at the age that I'm at. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I am not going to leave an empty bucket behind. I'm going to leave enough for you to drink with, too. Wow. I'm going to share this with the generation behind me. Mm. I'm going to say, I'm not taking it all myself. I'm leaving enough for you to take it with yourself as well. So that is the thing. Miracles are real. If you will walk in the ministry of deliverance, God will shock you to show you that this is real and miracles are available to the body of Christ. But it only comes through the ministry of deliverance. Mm-hmm. And when you go back to A.A. A. Allen and Jack Coe and all of these different ministries back in the 60s, 70s and 80s, 50s, 60s and 70s, this is how they did it. They had deliverance and miracles mm-hmm. would follow their ministry. See, I don't fo- look here. I don't follow signs, but signs should follow my ministry. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's and Jesus. That is what, that's the Jesus model. And that's that's right. exactly what I was telling you about praying in the Holy Ghost. If you will start praying and stirring up the spirit and the power of God, you will start seeing the supernatural and the church will start walking in the authority and the and miracles in their life. Amen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. So if somebody wants to walk through deliverance, they can go to deliverance with pastor Henry.com. That's the website that's they right. go to, right? Pastor Henry. That's right. I think it's okay. down at the bottom of there is a place where they click on it for, for the session. There's another, right. there is another, there is another, um, website that connects to this one here is called spiritual freedom network.com so whatever my link is i link to that page this is a ministry within our church okay and on that page there you will see that right there that's yep. where you'll see the freedom okay and then and see see at the top where it says spiritual yep. freedom network so they don't have to go to mine to get there they can go and, and look at that at, i want you to go up a minute and look at the is right the hand side yeah, go up a little bit. See that octopus there on the side? Yep. That right there, that information, people search that website. And when they start reading that, they'll say, my God, this is what I've got. Wow. And they'll feel it on the top of their head, grip their head. And uh, God wants to set his people free. I Amen. love it. I love it. So Spiritual Freedom Network dot com and that, that's where they can fill out their information um to come and actually walk through deliverance so they can do it in person but you also do it on zoom is that right yeah when you fill that out you'll be able to select how you want to do it okay uh you know zoom or Streamyard or uh what's the best way to for us to contact you what okay. time zone all of that information is there perfect because we need to know what country you're in right I mean, because we got people come from they could they do everywhere Give us the That's dates. amazing. Submit and, the information. Well, Flyover family, I, 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 I commend you for sticking with us yeah. through the whole year. If you're, if you're with us right now, then you you probably took notes. You've challenged some of the things you think, maybe reinforced hunches you had, things maybe the Holy Spirit's been bringing up to you, and you're like, I, I don't know. That's not Nobody's ever talked about that before. But you knew you were looking mm-hmm. for something. So I commend you for looking at this called a conspiracy conversation in this show. And, and, and here's 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 why the conspiracy isn't is the devil real? Because if you wonder if he is, you probably wonder if God's real. Here's the conspiracy that he's in charge, that he's bigger, he's stronger and uh, that there's not hope. That's the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The conspiracy is that uh, you watch a. a Keanu Reeves movie with, uh, you know, the, or, or Exorcist. I need a young priest, an old priest, and they just bash him around. Mm-hmm. The, the conspiracy is that there's not hope, mm-hmm. that, there, that, there's, that there's not a, a light at the end of the tunnel, and that you cannot walk in victory over these things because you can. And uh, today, I hope, if nothing else, it's sprung up within you hope of, hey, you're not alone. The things maybe you're struggling with, it's like, wow. This isn't unique to me. This is something outside me coming against me, and I can take authority over this. And there are systems, there's books, there's places, there's YouTube channel, there, there's people that are operating in victory over these things, mm-hmm. and so can you. So can I, may I say one thing? Yes, yes. Right? Is that You are exactly right. You know why uh, people come for deliverance? One word, and you said it, hope. They've yes. been everywhere. They've done everything, and they will spend their last dollar to get there. And it's the same thing with Jesus. There's a lot of people. He said, those, you know, only those that are, those that are whole don't need a physician, mm-hmm. but, and that's why a lot of people are in yep. church. They're happy yep. with their demons. They're happy the way they are. But then there are people who know I am tormented. I need, mm-hmm. And they hope 
that deliverance is their answer. Yeah. Yes. And God does not let listen. God does not let them down. I love when they it. come, they get when they come, they get free. God meets you where your hope is at. You come with hope. He'll show up. I love it. One other thing I just wanted to address, Pastor Henry, is I've heard you say that when somebody is set to have deliverance, a lot of times everything comes against them. It's like they yep. get phone calls. They're, they're for some reason their schedule is not working. Like it just high, high school friends are calling. Yeah, because those blue. demons do not want to come out. And so being aware of that and being like, nope, I'm pushing through. I knew that this was going to happen. I'm pushing through, and I'm going to make it happen. Right. The first thing happens is that once you start to make that decision that, hey, I'm coming for deliverance, you can expect a fight mm-hmm. because all of these things said, no, I'm not going to let you go. And they allow all of this stuff to come in their life and you got to push back. You've got to fight to get there. You've got to fight. Mm-hmm. It's the, the fight is the crowd. Remember in the stories that there was a, pr- they pressed, there was mm-hmm. a press mm-hmm. and they had to press to get to Jesus. That press is all the demonic stuff trying to push you away from Jesus. You got to fight through that press to get in there and touch him. So that's going to be one of the things. The other part is once you pull up on the property, (laughs) pull up on the property, we have people actually start manifesting in the in the parking lot or they will come to the door and they will start retching at the door. Spirits are getting out of people and then getting there to set through that service. I want you to set through a service. You know why? I, not that I preach, but that demons are tormented. Mm-hmm. They are tormented. So getting through that process and then getting into the, the, the deliverance process, the building, the room, and do not come with a time agenda saying, I got to be out of here by three o'clock so I can go to work. Guess you don't have a drive through. <laughs> the, the demons know that and yeah. they will hold the deliverance up. So that you got to get up and go. Wow. They'll mm-hmm. they'll push sense. up stubbornness and all that. So you got to come with no time restraints mm-hmm. and ever how long it takes. The longest, listen here, the longest, the longest I have ever sat with a person and nothing come out, nothing, 12 hours. Wow. 12 hours. Come out saying, come out, come out, come out. And then nothing happened. And see, the you would get up and leave. Most people would leave. Yeah. But Jesus said they would come out. I said, you hear me? I'm not like the rest of the pastors you dealt with. You coming out of that body. Twelve hours into this thing here, the person said, oh, I hear something. I said, what is it? I hear the name Ahab. I said, all right, you hear me, Jezebel? Come out of that body. Next thing you know, Jezebel comes out. We break the dam. For the next three hours, we get stuff out. Wow. See, they, you got You got to realize here's what happens is that they are stubborn. They don't want to come out. And there's a lot of people who will give up. Someone says, Jesus does not give up. Now, we have learned a lot of things since that process time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's the longest I have ever sat with a person. And I tell the spirit and the person, I'll say, as long as you stay here, I'll stay here with you. Wow. And that's what Jesus would do. I love it. Well, Henry, we're going to be talking with you more. I know it. And, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Flyover family, if you if you listen to this, just give us give us a like. If you don't subscribe to this channel, if you're currently watching it, and you might be on Brighton or BitChute or Odyssey or or, or Rumble. Uh, in these places, give this channel a like. That's how more people are going to be able to see it and get this mm-hmm. message. And uh, if you were challenged or encouraged or frustrated or questioning or anything, share this with somebody and, and bounce it mm-hmm. off of them. Then you guys go to coffee and talk about this. Like, get this message mm-hmm. out there and dig into it yourself. Look up the 
verses we referenced, go to the websites we put on there. Begin to take ownership of this yourself and take a look at what we've provided. And uh, I think you're going to be glad you did. We'll see you again next time. And thanks for your time today. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better and cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Hey.